I asked Eric if he wants to join. He's going to say no. What do you, what do you mean, why? Just join. <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> Just do it. Do you want to join? Eric? I'm yelling at Justin in the meantime. Yes, that is good. I like when we yell at Justin. Erg, are you there? No. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Devils in the Detail podcast. We are the Devils in the Detail, and this podcast is actually named Devils in the Podcast. Then maybe I got it wrong because this is episode number 13. Ooh, a spooky number. Very bad luck. Much wow. Uh, we are a production of the Devils in the Detail Steam Curator, who also have a Discord server. And if you want to support us, like the amazing Hell Knight Miss Cookies, and the wonderful demon Jurg. Exactly. He gets it. Um, you can support us at our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash DITD. Now with me today, I have the uh, creator of Not Just Any Book Glib. Yeah, that's me. Where he talks about books that make him very happy. So, or sad or scared because it's Halloween. Well, mm -hmm. true, but well, it's not just any book glib and, you know, trying to that's go me. off your name there, so... How are you doing, Justin McGuffin? Pretty well, stressful. Um, this is my study break, <laughs> so we, we'll see how long I can stay. I don't know. Alrighty, he's going to stay for this entire time. I can feel it. Yeah. Manos, <laughs> welcome back to the podcast, although you're on a ton of these podcasts and you are the overlord, so uh, you make it so that, you know, we don't die because you will it, so. Yes, because I'm merciful like that. Awesome. Now we have the new community manager, Plebbles. Hello. Thank you for the shout out there. Yes. The wonderful Plebbles. Yeah. Congratulations. Congrats, Appreciate Plebbles. It. I plan to make the community quite happy. Excellent. I would hope that you weren't going to say quite sad. So are we locking him in the basement with Manus? No, he's locked in the basement with TFX. Yeah. Yeah. Different basements, same conditions. Oh, I thought both of them were already locked together, but... Not yet, okay. no. Yeah. No, but as soon as he signed that contract, he signed a deal with the devil, he got mm -hmm. stuck in the basement. Yeah. I'm in Manos' basements. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, See, Manos even upgraded his basement. So. Also, since it's October, it's now a dungeon and not just any basement. Yeah, I'm looking at a goblin right now. Yeah, we got more privilege. Exactly, so your chains were lengthened by about <laughs> a foot. Now I can actually reach that one candle in the middle of the room. It's it's actually really nice. Oh, we gotta move it away, Manos. It's too close. Yeah, you can try to escape with it. No privileges. No. <laughs> see, you told us. See, a good devil doesn't tell anyone if they have an advantage. That is a fair point. I've never been so privileged yet devoid of privileges at the same time. It's a weird mix. Exactly. You have to make your own privileges. Well, I'm allowed to live. I guess there's that. And with us also is... TFX, the Grey, Lord of the Grey Games, and Purveyor of the Grey Surveyor. Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. Nice wordplay. Why, thank you. 
That was off the top of my head, and I don't know where it came from, but I'm glad it did. You only used your gray matter for that. Yeah. Did. They only say you used 10% of your brain. I think you just used 110 in that case. 300 IQ, dude. 300 <laughs> IQ move. I did it. <laughs> All right, and then we have Summer's Rose AI with us. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh, so... I'm going to guess it's all going well, but what did you play last week? Justin McGuffin, what okay. roguelike card game have you been actually, playing? Actually, actually, I've been I've been fixing my schedule up a bit. Um, after, you know, after you take your first exam, you kind of get in the groove of things because you know how hard you have to study for one class and the other. So I've actually been making time to play other games. Um, Much disappoint. I've, I know. I've, I'm still playing Slay the Spire during Zoom lectures because you can't stop me. Um, I've also... <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, good, I've also been, good reason. Yeah, you can't stop. Who, who cares? This is the only time I'll be able to play um, Slay the Spire in class for probably forever. So I'm taking advantage of that. Um, as for games I've been playing, I've been trying to complete Abzu or whatever. Um, that fishy swimmy game, which is actually stunningly beautiful. Um, I really like it. I, I haven't completed it yet, but I heard it's very short. I've also been playing Hades, which is a lot of fun. I've got, recently gotten back into it. I love the way it has a story in it and all that playing it's risk really of rain, good yeah yeah risk of rain 2 uh with friends is a lot of fun and i've also been playing a little bit of civ 6 um which is a really bad game to play during a study break because those sessions go on yes. for hours also have you played modded risk of rain 2 not even though that was a thing <laughs> so. it is yeah, same same it's pretty I fun you can add all kinds of characters and there are mod packs and stuff i am googling that Oh, would you look at that? That is actually a thing. No, I'm lying to you, Justin McGuffin. PC gaming. Whoa. Okay, I, I did not expect to be in this in depth. Have you gotten to the final boss? Uh, that... no, I haven't played it since uh, they updated with the final boss. Oh, well, even on easy mode, it it's impossible. <laughs> I've never been able. Well, I I've been I've beaten it twice, but like it's basically I've been only able to beat it with friends on easy mode, and. It's really hard, like impossibly difficult. So hard, it's hilarious. Really? So. Aren't you, aren't you the one who didn't manage to survive the first night in Griftlands or something like that? Yeah, uh, I don't <laughs> question my skills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Justin McGuffin, he is a uh, he's a shame. He is shaming us all, the RPG deck builders. <laughs> Can't even get past I'm night sorry. one of Griftlands. Uh, it's not my fault that I am bad at the game. <laughs> yes, it kind of uh, is. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you say something is impossible to clear, then that probably doesn't mean too much. Sorry. Okay. No, but it it, okay. it is hard. Uh, yeah. Hey. Hey. There we go. Hey. Yeah. He agrees with me. Uh, speaking of which, what have you been playing? Me, I've been playing Hades quite a bit. It's very, very fun. Uh, my favorite god boon is probably Ares with the Doom thing because it just does so much damage and especially oh, if you get the so boon proud. yeah if you get the boon that does 60% more damage but it ha adds a half a second of delay that's one's really really good um but also i'd have to say second would probably be oh i don't know Poseidon i love knocking guys into walls and making them do Ooh. take a million damage we are very we are very compatible in those regards those are two of my favorite boons in the game I haven't memorized Ooh, anything. We're, we're only gods. we're compatible in more than just that, by the way. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I just started up trying playing a little bit of Transistor. It's really crazy. I really like how Supergiant 
has experimented. Um, man, I can't believe they made a basketball high school simulator called Pyre. Um, don't know how, who came up with that idea. I haven't tried it yet, but I am kind of eager just because it's so it's such an interesting thing. But other than that, I just continue to play Bloons TD6 because it's great for a bit of, you know, downtime. I see. Other than that, though, uh, Manos, what have you been playing lately? I've actually been going back to Hades as well and played some runs in that game. And it's um, it's one of those rare instances where you go back to a game after a while thinking to yourself, can it really have been as good as I remember or think i remember and then you go back to it and it's like oh it's better than i remember holy shit yeah i mean they've they've made hit after hit i mean they've made bastion which was just an absolute indie classic and then they made transistor which was pretty good but people were just sad it was kind of short and then they made pyre which was i guess okay Nah, not really. I don't like it. Okay, so I've heard differing opinions on this, but I've heard that basically once you get halfway through the game, it's pretty awesome. And, uh, and now they've made Hades, which is probably like their best game yet. Somehow they've not definitely. Just... I mean, the not story just probably. for the Pyre's story is fine. Just the gameplay, it's like it's like football. It's it's worse. just because we we know it's just because it's not gray enough. Oh yeah, maybe they it's are too colorful. colorful. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, Supergiant games are pretty colorful. So. I mean, I own them all. I didn't yet have a chance or the motivation to play Pyre. I'm going to try it at some point. But so far, out of all the games they made, Hades is my favorite by far. Plus, it's pretty awesome. Hades runs pretty well on um, on Linux. You know, pretty much out of the box. As long as you go to, like, Borderless and turn off VSync. Oh. In case anyone out here uses Linux, probably not. <laughs> well, some of our listeners may... Probably not. I love Linux. What can I say? Um, so we also have Plebbles. Plebbles, what have you been playing today? Today I've been playing Void Bastards. Altogether, the week, Void Bastards, and I decided to play um, the Super Mario 3D Collection or whatever it's called. Oh, yeah. How is that? Uh, I, I never played Super Mario 64, so I don't have a frame of reference, but I absolutely fucking hate it. <laughs> wow! If I'm being completely honest, yeah. Fair enough. The camera, though. So I don't know if it's the port or if it's because you know. No, the camera was like always it. pretty terrible. Okay, so it just might be because I haven't grown up with it. You know what I mean? You, you tend to have like a certain bias if you've grown up with something over time. Yeah, it's it's really weird because unlike modern games where you can like gradually turn the camera, you can only turn the camera in like 45 degree angles in that game yeah yeah in like slight intervals moving between yeah another thing i don't like is the way you jump but then again i am comparing it to super mario sunshine which is a lot more fluent which makes sense as a newer game so i could be i might be i might be a little too harsh but i, I don't like it honestly i beat it too i almost got every star uh oh very really awesome yeah, I can't really be bothered right now to do it. But, you know, on a more positive note, I really like Void Bastards. It's a very That's difficult good. game. A lot of challenges. Oh, yeah, you've, you've been playing that basically the entire week. Yeah, I'm trying to review it. But I want to get better at it before I make a review. I feel like I can make a more coherent review if I at least have some, you know, I guess uh, I guess more like uh, 
coherency with the gameplay because I, I die on occasion because I make dumb mistakes. I, I want to make sure I fully understand what I'm doing before I review it, which makes sense. So for the listeners who don't know what, what Void Bastard is, uh, can you explain it a bit? Oh yeah, sure, of course. I just didn't want to drag on too long. But it's essentially a roguelike game where um, it takes place in space. You're fighting off a ton of citizens because um, the entire, uh, I guess you could say, like, civilization is uh, in space. And they get they got close to this uh, this nebula energy in the Sargasso Nebula. It's It mutated all of the staff except for, like, pirates that come from out of the uh, nebula to raid everything. You play as a... Um, they're called clients. You're essentially a prisoner. Most of them are arrested for things that are just flat out like stupid, like jaywalking, staring too hard at something. Some of them make sense though. They're uh, so dehydrated. It's, it, it's it's basically like the Simpsons episode where they reinstated a couple of very old laws that have been forgotten, like kicking a tin can for five times or more gets you arrested or something like that. <laughs> I wish I knew what you're talking about. <laughs> I suppose so, but yeah, without dragging it on too long, essentially you're rehydrated because you were in dry form as a prisoner. You're, you know, you're a part of the prisoners, one of the many, many prisoners that were supposed to be transported to the main facility. You, uh, since everybody's dead, you have to go out and you have to scavenge parts, food, fuel, etc. from other ships in order to build what you need to basically FTL the fuck out of there. And in the end, you just end up going to prison anyway. So, um... One very crucial detail about the game that you haven't mentioned yet, but probably because it's very obvious to you, is it's a first-person shooter, right? Yes. Reminds me a lot of System Shock. Yeah, I mean, kind of, but not so much so. Like I said, I'm trying not to be too descriptive because I don't want to, like, you know, ruin the experience and more so drag this on. But yeah, essentially go into each ship. You have, like, a star map, and you can move. Each space you move is another ship fuel food just some item you can collect or it's just a, you know in harder difficulties just an empty spot that does nothing for you every time you move it costs the fuel and the food so you have to plan out which ships are worth going on to and which ships aren't worth going on to cool. and there's a ship that has like three enemy types that absolutely suck with uh negative or positive mutators like there's some that all security's on your side that's a good one a negative one is it's dark my personal favorite is uh, doors can't be locked, so you can't run away from anything. You can also lock doors to stop enemies from getting towards you. Yeah. Also, there's a lot of humor in the game, right? I mean, it starts with the title of the game, but um, I saw you posting a screenshot of, um, I don't know what is it, a crew member, a playable character, whatever, who whenever he picks something up, he yells. Yeah, that's one of the negative uh, uh, traits you can get. You can get traits in the game, positive or negative. Um, a lot of them are useful, but there are some that are not useful. That's my least favorite. It is an ignorant ability. Every time you pick up an item of any kind, your character just goes, yeah, really loud. So sneaking is outside of the you know spectrum of playing when you have that, because everything knows where you are whenever you pick up an item. <laughs> wow, that sounds yeah. awesome. It alerts all the enemies <laughs> towards you. Yeah. Also, this is, the, this is the second game that you're reviewing where you are rehydrated, right? <laughs> <laughs> Technically true. Yeah, that's true. First one being SpongeBoy. Oh, SpongeBob. Yeah, was, that right. was a good game too. But yeah, um, STFX because I don't want to keep. I could keep going for hours with this. <laughs> 
I well, really before like TFX, Erg, are you there? Yay. No. <laughs> Erg, what, what have you been playing this last week? Uh, quite honestly, I didn't play a lot of games. I was hooked on a show, The Sopranos. <laughs> Sopranos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's about mm-hmm. it, actually. I play, Actually, I played a little bit of Thief, too. Oh. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. The nice. sequel to the gray game you've been playing last time. <laughs> oh, trust me, the second one is very gray. Like, very. Oh, <laughs> so gray. That's oh, good. Man. Erg, are you, would you tell us the games you've been playing this week? Mainly Seven Days to Die with Blap. And yes. a little bit of Forager. Mm. Yeah, and that's basically it, I think. Nice. Very, very nice. So far, our listeners, Erk here is another one of our trainee reviewers, and he's also one of our very first patrons, so... Oh, yes. All-around awesome person. Very much so. Yeah, and he was kidnapped into the podcast, too. We don't mention that. We do that. (laughs) Once you become a trainee, once you sign on the dotted line to become a trainee reviewer, you are allowed to be kidnapped for the podcast. And regardless of how distasteful you might think it is, you have to deal with it. Pretty much, yeah. Help me. All right. Summer's Roses AI, how are you today? And what is your games that you've been Uh, playing? I mean, same as last week, just more Genshin Impact. (laughs) Uh, Our Genshin Impact uh, journalist. Right here yeah, in. Uh, I mean, yeah, I've. What? Am I adventure rank 31, almost 32? And that's when I get, like, the next story mission. Uh-huh. Um, and then I've found, like, all of the little. Uh, like, Oculus thingies uh, to get more stamina. Uh, there's, like. I think it's, like, there's, like,. 65 in the first area and then like 130 in the second area so i've gotten all of those (laughs) nice wow that's a lot that sounds like it's probably a bit grindy (laughs) very grindy but i mean i use i mean when i use the guide to help um because some of it like i'm an idiot (laughs) (laughs) don't say that well, it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, I watch the video and it's like, I didn't actually go there. I thought I did. <laughs> oh, that happens to everyone. Yeah, it just oh, means you're, you're not an idiot. You made a or there's error. one where it's like, I went to and it's like, in plain sight and it's like, how did I miss that? <laughs> oh, then you're just slightly <laughs> blind. That's all. Oh, you were distracted. Yeah. Yeah. By those anime titters. <laughs> <laughs> You have two screens, right? I think that's possible. <laughs> oh, I have one screen. Oh yeah, that's right. See, because he wants to, he's got to have all of his focus on them. Animar Tedaros. Probably just tape a picture of an anime girl on his uh, other monitor that's down to simulate it. <laughs> yeah, no, no. He just puts a piece of paper and a cardboard that he hangs from the ceiling to pretend it's a second monitor. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, I still have a second monitor. It doesn't work. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> and now, into the news. Um, and in news that shocked everyone, FIFA 21 is garbage. Yeah. <gasps> but, which which part of that is the news? 
<laughs> um, Facts. You know, I'm honestly not sure because, like I said, it doesn't surprise anyone, so it's not really news, is it? I'm surprised it exists. In fact, it, it, it is so bad that IGN, in a, I guess, pro a, a form of protest, just copy and pasted their review from the like PS4 version to the review of the Switch. Oof. Oh, wow. <laughs> they gave it a 2 out of 10. Laziness <clears throat> out of punishment. Yes. Wait, you're telling me it actually got a 2? Yes, it did. It got a 2 out of 10. How did it it's get a 2? It's just that bad. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I was FIFA. expecting a 1. <laughs> Well, I think one is for like this game doesn't even boot up, and two is like I can get to the title screen right. and maybe maybe okay. try and play it, but it's not actually any good. That makes sense then. Yeah, one is like it just doesn't even work. Like I, I like it just crashes when I boot it up. So bare minimum. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the absolute bare minimum. Have you seen what um, IGN did like for the review? What did they do? Oh, they basically just copy and pasted their review last year, and said that oh, it was their, yeah. oh, it was their last year review too. Okay. Yeah. Um. Quote: Seeing as EA copy and pasted last year's FIFA's uh FIFA onto the Switch again this year, once again saying <laughs> it has the same gameplay without any new development or significant enhance enhancements on its store page with a full price of forty nine ninety nine. I've decided to do the same. Copy paste my review of FIFA twenty on the Switch below That's... uh in the yeah then they just proceeded to say the exact same thing verbatim hilarious that is that's beautiful you you you, you know you know you messed up when even ign is dunking on you at this point right yeah i mean not getting a seven out of ten or a three out of five from ign is basically a death sentence pretty much yeah, yeah. that's, that's like there's better because i've heard conflicting things i mean i i've tuned into the odd ign review here and there for a few games but apparently they improved somewhat um, that's yeah, good i, I, I heard there was like better, a whole yeah. there was like a whole toxic community about like the sevens or something and yeah. they got rid of them in the last couple months the the managers who were making everything so toxic uh so they're actually giving more realistic scores now Cool. I mean, we are five followers away from reaching 500 followers, so we are gaining some traction. And with the devils in town, every reviewer now has to step up their game. Very true. You know, yeah. IGN better watch his back with its like six million followers. You know, uh -huh. we're getting there with 500. I mean, they just don't know it'll hit them. Absolutely not. You're gonna blind spot them. I was gonna say, to be fair, though, to be fair, with all those followers, I'm sure most of them don't even bother anymore. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. It's 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 uh, easier to just forget about it than actually unsubscribe. <laughs> wow, what does that mean for us? Oof. We are the exception of us. Oh, of, of course, course yeah. of course. Yeah. What was I thinking? Was we I have thinking? such fantastic personalities here. Come on, I mean, we got you doing the podcast. You know, you're just you. Just your presence should be enough. We of are course. family. And we and we yeah, have and Erg. We actually talk. Exactly. Like, it's amazing. Like, and then Erg's here. Yeah, we can't forget about Erg. Hi, Erg. Erg. Erg, what's your feeling on FIFA 21? I don't like those games. Yeah. Basically, every year it's the same game with with little bit of upgrading and a lot of monetization. 
exactly. annual releases that offer very little variation from its predecessors in general, like uh, all the sports games by EA, basically. Yeah, but at least back then they would be like, look at these graphics. You can yeah. watch them sweat. But now it's, it's like, actually mostly hmm. positive in Steam. Now it's like, hey, you can play the game and Bob went to the Tuscan Raiders now. <laughs> Pay us sixty dollars. Also, now it's like um, you used to have all the players available, and now we got this awesome booster packs where you can get them if you're lucky. Yeah. Yes. Or you pay. You can watch them sweat, and now it's like you can buy the sweat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Wait, yeah. wait, wait for the um, DLC that adds the boys advertisements into the game. Oh yeah. Pay two dollars to get like, uh, you know, f free advertisements. <laughs> oh no! You know what it is? Advertisements, so you don't have to wait for anything like box openings. No, and stuff. no. Here, listen to this. This is genius. EA, please cover your ears. No, you pay like five bucks, and then they add ads into your game. And every time you watch an ad, you get five booster pack coins. Ooh. But you need a hundred to buy an actual pack. A mobile game. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, the big AAA publishers have been copying mobile game practice for ages, so wouldn't even surprise yeah. me. I hope not, because that sounds awful. It really does. You're Sell a game for 60 bucks and put free-to-play mobile economy into it. Yes. That's beautiful. That is... That is beautiful. <laughs> That's just the capitalism at its worst. Speaking of surprises... Um, guess who has to leave because I have 20 minutes and I need to get there early. So, oh, no. so come on, Justin I, McGuffin, you got to think about your priorities here. I, I yeah. got to think about of an ending, you know, a really cool way to leave because I did not say anything for this podcast except for the intro. So, well, Justin McGuffin, what do you think of FIFA 21? Um, I ha I need to play one through 20 first before I get a really good opinion, but that's a really good idea. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I let us I, know I, how that goes. There was a plot twist in eighteen. Yeah, oh, dude, please don't, <laughs> dude, saying this is a plot twist spoils the experience. Okay, I, I've heard right. that. Like, unless the plot twist is that there is no plot twist. <laughs> yeah. Bum bum bum. I've heard that like yeah, you ruined it. FIFA one to three. I've heard it's like just like you know expanding the world a bit. Like there isn't really much going on besides you know exposition. But once FIFA four kicks in, like they introduce new character and uh, the, the way that I, I've heard good things about how they wrote this villain who's like this this great soccer player. And I, I don't want to spoil it too much because I've read all about FIFA four and I really need to play this. So. Look, my favorite is like the power trans power up transformations in six, but they six. get rid of them in seven. So like I'm a little like on the fence because I really think that there was a downward, you know, tilt in quality starting yeah, at like depth starting at eleven, and then it goes kind of back up around sixteen. Okay. Yeah, like in in FIFA eight, uh, it was mostly about handball even so. Yeah. Oh God, I think that's like the low point of the series. I I don't think Definitely. people really talk about FIFA Eight in high regard. Um, no, it's it's, it's, just, yeah. it's like the yeah, it's one that we all want to try and forget. But yeah. anyway, that's been Justin McGuffin from not just any brick club. 
brick. Uh, they talk about the coolest bricks and how yeah. to properly lay them in a proper fashion. So thank you very much for joining us. No, I, 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 think, I think you guys recently did an episode on band bricks, right? Yeah. Uh, we talked about really like some contraband Lego sets. We talked about Mega Blocks and Duplo. You know, the stuff you're Ooh, not Ooh, dude, add. the Mega Blocks, though. They're, some of them are pretty good. Like, they're these giant robot sets. Really? Yeah. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Dude, I was I'm a kid with both. I'll double check that, and I hopefully Pubbles can send a tweet about, you know, just fact-checking that. Because I don't know. The, the <clears throat> superior brick toy? Good to know. Yeah, Legos or Mega Bloks. I mean, you yeah. are not just any brick club, so I mean... Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't tell me anything. For the record, though, um, of the two, Legos are superior. Just Again, <laughs> in quality, but Mega Bloks had some cool sets. That's true. I never use the sets. I just get the Legos and I make stuff. I made a chair once out of Legos. That is pretty amazing. Chair you what, sit on? The heck was that? Was that a cat? No, I didn't actually sit on it. I just made it just to, just to say I could do it. I also made a couple of uh, picture frames for Mama Plebbles. She was both impressed and happy that she didn't have to buy the uh, actual, like, you know, um, what do you call it? Uh, frames. Frame. That works, too. Okay. Well, yeah. I know what I'm going to do for Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Back. You're, you're going back. to give your mom a a, uh, a picture frame out of, made out of actual bricks. No, I'm just going to steal Puffles' gifts <laughs> and then just give it to my mom. That sounds like a way better idea. In fact, yeah. I'm going to do it right now. Puffles, you better watch out. You better not cry. You're going to have to. Bye bye. You're going to have to edit the design because the back of it actually has um, "I love you, Mama." So I don't think you want to give that to you know your mom. You don't know his life. Age. That's true. But I would you don't want to tell your mom that you love her. <laughs> I would assume you. that you wouldn't want to say mama if you were a grown man. I mean, I wouldn't want to. I, I do mama plebbles because, you know, she doesn't actually hear me say it. I wouldn't say it to her face, though. Wow. Jeez. Well, like, what do you mean when you say mama plebbles then? Like, I mean mama plebbles. I just call her mom, though, because, you know. But you, said you won't even say it to her face. Not mama plebbles, no. I did once, and then she was like, aw, so I'm not doing that ever again. <laughs> Fair enough. It, made, it made me feel uncomfortable. I, I appreciate, you know, appreciate. I appreciate that she likes it, but it makes me feel uncomfortable. You know, like the mom. Even though. Fair I'm enough. Fair man. enough. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, that's been FIFA. FIFA is terrible. Well, most of EA is terrible. So yeah, no surprises. Yeah, fuck EA. <laughs> yeah. What's the matter, <laughs> you EA? What's the matter, you? <laughs> Can't even make pasta right. I bet you, I bet you don't make your noodles al dente. They're nice and mushy, which is perfect for wallpaper paste. That reminds me, I don't want to go back to it too much, but Void Bastards, everybody talks with an Australian accent. I feel like that should have been one of the main points I brought up. That was an Australian <laughs> game. Yeah. Only I Miss Cookies will up. be able to understand them. Yeah, and the names are funny too. Oi, you bogan. Go down to the dowry and get some ciggies for me and my mate. Let's get rat arsed instead. That was yeah. my favorite line. <laughs> rat arsed. Alrighty. Outer yeah. Worlds is going to be available on Steam October 23rd, which I'm kind of excited about because it looks like the F first person Fallout games, but uh, not. Sure. 
Wow. Yeah. TFX, again, TFX, we've gone over this already. It's not gray enough for you. Wasn't I mean, I played it before and it got way too overhyped. I mean, I played I it too. That's what um, I was. It's, it's fine. Obsidian made it. Obsidian, yeah. Right, yeah. People who made Fallout New Vegas. I, yeah, that's what I figured. I just forgot the name. I mean, I it, know, it, it, it feels pretty similar, but very different at the same time. So, exactly. your, opening <laughs> your opening statement was pretty on point, Gadget. <laughs> but not gray enough? No, about uh, looks like it first gray. Color, kinda. But not okay, I'm awesome then. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, Sweet uh, name you you that. you have to lean into the fact that the story of the game focuses very heavily heavily on satire of capitalism. Yeah, and I was gonna say it, that's it, kind of what I like. Be, I like satire and humor. It can be a bit much at times if you're expecting a serious story, but there are some serious bits. But it leans very very heavily into that aspect because uh, yeah. very early on in yeah. on the first planet that you're visiting, I don't think I'm spoiling too much here. You come upon this settlement, this town, where you learn that um, if you die, you're basically damaging <clears throat> company property. So you have to compensate the co uh, the, the company for your own death and for your own burial. Jesus Christ. Even when you die, you can't die. That sounds, that sounds awesome. I love that. That sounds so I think funny. you can overthrow the leader. Thanks, DFX. It's a shame yeah, that Otaku's not here, because actually beaten the game like three times, and I think he ran it with like three or four different builds or something like that. So, I mean, one yeah, of I... the amazing things about the game, if you're um, a fan of the, the older gameplay. Fallout games, is that uh, the perks that you know from the old Fallout games are back, which were kind of absent from recent Fallout um, installments. So, ah. there are some very interesting perks that you can play with, and what is very interesting is that sometimes when you do certain actions, the game will randomly throw um, punishments at you. So um, your, <laughs> your character, you will get a pop-up where it tells you that um, your character developed a certain weakness and you get all the details about what that weakness does to you. And you can choose to accept that weakness which will grant you a new point to invest in a new perk, but you will also have the new weakness, or you can decline and nothing changes. But it's ve it's a very interesting mechanic, and you always have to think about whether or not it's worth it. And it can make for a very interesting run of uh, a game where you roleplay, basically. Mm -hmm. That's just some really interesting. I'm down, especially because so it came out that get... expansion pack. So in order to get any benefit, you essentially have to suffer with a negative throughout the rest of the no, game? No, you don't have to, because you also get perk points by leveling up. But um, sometimes when you're, for example, fighting enemy groups that are mostly comprised of robots, you will get a pop-up that says you take additional damage from robots because you have a phobia of mechanical enemies or something like that. And if you accept, you get an additional perk point that you get uh, that you would have had to wait for for the next level up so you get uh, a slight bonus and a slight um, um, negative effect that is very situational in most cases oh i see so it's essentially i also it's love that the game can be speed run in about 15 minutes most games can to be fair yeah i don't know there's like a couple final fantasies that take like six hours to speed run that's true yeah, super but Mario's yeah I, you just gotta like hop over hours. a certain fence and you like trigger the end of the game 
Are you serious? <laughs> that easy? Yeah, yeah, it was. Well, you, you have to follow some specific ste uh, steps, but like with any game nowadays, there's a video online on YouTube where the developers react to the fastest speed run and they are very surprised about how much you can skip in the first area alone. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. I like it despite a lot. Them, despite them playtesting and thinking, okay, they have to do this. But then, you know, gamers are like, uh-uh. They find a way around. <laughs> well, especially like uh, speedrunners. I mean, they're looking for that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be a real no-lifer in order to find this stuff. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's impressive <laughs> even of itself, though, because they have to at first learn the mechanics of the game. You know what I mean? Like, even something as insignificant to us as, like, you know, how walls would would, uh, would work if A, B, and C was influencing them. But something like that would be very beneficial to a speedrunner. Yeah, and I mean, the, the amount of uh, trial and error you have to put into a run and the amount of, um, of testing you have to do and how familiar you have to be with the world. I mean, if you are the person that discovers that you can clear the game in 17 minutes, then you'll at that point have invested about 500 hours at least into the game. Yeah. And then there is the fact that if there is a speedrun tactic for the game, which allows you to clear the game in 17 minutes, then other people will invest hundreds and thousands of hours into optimizing that run to save another 10 seconds or something like that. That is true, yeah. And then not to mention in between all that, they have to redo certain parts until they can perfect it in a way that's, you know, efficient. Then they got to make sure they can replicate that on the actual run. Yeah, exactly. Then you have to put all those tactics into one run and succeed in every one of them at the first try, basically. In and then success. you'll get invited to uh, awesome games done quick, and now you've got to do it in front of an audience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then don't fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> like some of these texts, right, some I've of these texts, like yeah, if you times. mess them up, man, you're done. Like your yeah. your your run is on off. Right. I've only done this a million times, but I've never done it with a whole group of people watching. Yes, I never had an audience sitting behind me the entire time, because <laughs> every wooing like, and booing my greatest failures and greatest triumphs. Right, because every fuck up is like a knife in the back, because it's like you know yeah. they're watching you in disapproval when you mess up. Yes, definitely, <laughs> especially because you've got other speedrunners of the same game sitting right behind you. Yeah, <laughs> secretly so. judging your actions. Like, why didn't he do this tech instead of that tech? What is this? The wall was better. <laughs> the wall was better. Yeah. Although one, we... one other thing I love about the Outer Worlds, though, is that um, you have a lot of potential companions that you can recruit into your crew, and each one of them has a personal companion quest that you can do for them that shines like the light, that yeah. the light on their background and who they are. And um, some of those are really well written, and they can stretch over a very long period of time, and you have to go to very to a very large amount of different places. So um, it can take uh, take up a significant amount of time, especially if you haven't unlocked those places yet. Hmm. But the way the sure. game's structured, is, is there the... like... Oh, go ahead. You go first. Yeah. I was just going to say, is there a significant amount of backtracking or is there a fast travel system? I mean, you have your ship that you can use eventually to travel to all the different planets in the system. Yeah. Um, of you have to unlock some of those routes because there's a, I don't know, there's a ban on a specific planet and you need to get a 
specific document to grant you passage to that which which again plays very much into the capitalism angle because some of those planets are just banned because they're being actively exploited and you have to buy passage into them um, <laughs> but um, the one thing that i love like i said is those companion quests especially there's there's one specific companion that's basically the favorite of most players i i won't tell you too much about it but um i love those quests but at the same time one thing that i don't like too much is that even your companions are basically um in addition to accompanying you on your missions and fighting the enemies for you they are basically just more quest givers it's not like for example gothic is a game that we talked about several times now and in yeah. that game if you have NPCs that can accompany you for a while, they are people that actually work towards a benefit for both of you, and you can order them around as much as they order you around, and they actually help you. It's not, um, since the game is pretty old, it's not a, an actual uh, companion system where they join your crew and stay in your crew, but they accompany, for, uh, they accompany you for a specific quest. But it works a lot better in that game in terms of the narrative because you gather all these people on your ship and you can find items for them that they will then use to decorate their cabin on the ship and it it is a very nice system but again once you talk to them they can give you some information they can give you their companion quest you can go to them when you completed a part of that companion quest and they give you a reward they're basically just npcs and quest givers at that point and it doesn't feel like it's mutual it, like they are doing something for you except for joining you and fighting enemies with you which they also do for their own benefit and because they believe in the cause so i don't know uh, if i get across what i mean but they are basically just npcs no, I understand what you're saying. It doesn't feel like, uh, in terms of uh, story and like the world, that they actually really care about you per se. It's just mostly because they their interests align and you've helped them. I, yeah, I understand. No way. Yeah. Very. Oh no, it sounds good. Yeah. I would yeah, mind I'm, playing I'm, a, I'm excited to see what they have in store. Yeah, it's definitely worth checking out, and I'm glad it's coming to Steam. I'm just not that hyped for it anymore because it's on the Game Pass. I've already played it several times. I've played it on the Xbox One. I played it a bit on the PC, and I don't think... Um, while it's a good game and it's worth checking out, and I re really recommend it. There are so many hidden quests, side quests that you can do that you don't have to f even find. Um, but I'm, I don't think for me it's worth buying it. Um, a second time because I already have the option to play it and I've played it several times and yeah I mean this is basically the the damage that times timed exclusivity can do yeah. oh yeah but I'm still That's interested true. in it and I will be excited to play it whenever it comes to Steam on yeah, October you're... 23rd yeah same so one of the most controversial topics of this particular week is oh that uh, CD Projekt Red said that employees decided not to uh, delay the game and voted to crunch instead, but then an independent reporter called Jason Schreier revealed that he talked to multiple employees at CD Projekt Red and said there was no such vote. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't believe there was such a vote. Or I mean, I'm pretty sure there was such a vote in a closed room with some of the high-ups who said, yeah, sure, let's do crunch. 
and then they went home at five and went to their families and were happy that that day alone they made another small fortune so yeah, but I mean, for the employees, though, I wouldn't. If I was an employee, I wouldn't actively agree to basically crunch and force all that. I would be yeah. uh, mostly fighting for the ability to, I don't know, have more help if we have to hurry up or give more time. I mean, the fair. these statements are very contradictory anyway because we, when we first heard about it, we heard that it was mandatory crunch that was very well compensated and if the employees vo voted for it it's not really mandatory and at the same time even if there had been such a vote and the majority voted for crunch what is what about those who didn't vote for it but against it do they have to crunch as well because the majority wanted them to that's still kind of fucked up i think it is, yeah. yeah, no, most certainly. I would imagine yeah. that they would just be flat out fired, though. Like, all right, well, you're you're gone. You disagree with the uh, grand grandmaster plan? Get the fuck out. Yep. Well, Usually, sure. how it goes, you don't have to crunch. Okay, then right. I won't. Okay, then you can pack your things and go. Right, right. Like you don't have to crunch, but you know you also don't have to work here either. So I mean, you know, it's totally up to you. And they're just <laughs> yeah. they're just forced to sit there and think about it. Like, ah. Well, sorry, Timmy. We're not going to be going to play. Uh, I'm not going to be going to your ball game anytime soon. You know, it's messed up. And that's yeah, basically definitely. what it is. And the the really sad thing for me is that because CD Projekt Red is a very popular developer and slash publisher um, who brought us The Witcher Three and is about to bring us CD um, um, Cyberpunk 2077, which everyone is pretty hyped for. Um, there are a lot of people apologizing. Or making apologies for CD Projekt Red, like, oh, but they're getting paid and they're getting so much money, and it's just one day a week, um, which is pretty insane if you think about it. Well, yeah. Was yeah, it confirmed? Was it confirmed? Was it confirmed? I think yes. people denied it. Yes, it was CD confirmed at this point. But now they now suppose now apparently they're like the the actual developer developers did not actually vote for it like was uh which was their public statement They're like hey you know love us you know we all voted for this <laughs> love and us like hey no none of us voted for this what you talking about so yeah i mean you... with that being said is anyone not buying buying it right now i don't know probably I'm not that's it. really the issue i think you're not buying it. It's, it's still gonna be what? No, I haven't bought it yet, no. I'm not I'm not buying a story and I'm also not gonna buy the game, at least definitely not at launch. So uh but What's I don't think it will significantly now? hurt their sales, so they're just gonna shrug it off and be like, Yeah, whatever. Yeah, well what's the game in question though? Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, gotcha. Hmm. Yeah, all kinds of shit's going wrong with that game. As you can tell, I haven't been paying attention. So, dude, there's been so much about it. So, yeah, it's news yeah, to I mean, me. Even even the people who are gonna buy it and are still very hyped for it are probably gonna be disappointed at this point because mm -hmm. of all the features they announced have been cut because of time constraints yeah. and all that, and that they didn't put anything else in for. I mean, mm -hmm. um, the game still looks interesting to me and that um i think it was skill up who did a video on it who played like uh five hours of the game or something yeah, like that it was pretty good it looked very interesting but 
I still think that most people who are very hyped for it are still going to be disappointed. And I mean, yeah. if you if you build yeah, up exactly. hype for a game for that many years, it's inevitable that people are going to be disappointed. Exactly. So, what I will never understand is when they said, it, like, they presented it like a feature, like, hey, we're making this story shorter than The Witcher 3. Like, it was a feature, like a good thing, but I'm like... To be honest, oh, it is kind of shorter, I sometimes mean, better. But, like, let people ch make that choice themselves. Don't make that choice for them. Yeah, I think they made they meant the main campaign. If he's so, I mean, like, so uh, what if the the main campaign is you know not many people finished it? Like, oh well, like it's a choice that they can make as people. I mean, it's better than half filler, you know, making like yeah, so unnecessary I mean, I don't know. But the statement yeah. that the story is going to be shorter does says nothing about the quality of the campaign. So exactly, yeah, yeah. true. But and I mean, I don't think Witcher I Three was super that. high quality, and they still presented that much main campaign. I was going to say, I don't think anyone ever complained about The Witcher Three being too long. Not that I'm aware of. Except for so I don't, I don't get the the point. Like saying it's going to be shorter <laughs> than Witcher Three, and that's a positive thing because um, everyone loved The Witcher Three and how long and detailed it was. Uh, yeah, doesn't add up. I guess the thing that they're they're saying is that they're like this like it's not going to be the, as long as Witcher Three, but like due to all the um oh due to all of the like ways you can start off the game, which will let you like look at the world from different perspectives, it's technically longer because like there are those you can start as a nomad, a corpo, or a, a street kid. Yeah, well, I mean, we we're gonna have to see how that plays out because basically. Technically, the same thing can be said for Dragon Age Origins, for example, uh -huh. where each of the different classes have different backstories, but that's the first, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes of the game, and after that, that it's the same for everyone. Yeah. So yeah, that's really what I was afraid of, because from what I saw in that trailer um, that they showed off, where they're like, hey, you've got three backstories. Like, you, like you, you start off different places but it looked like you all converged with jackie um exactly. like in the city so i was like that that doesn't provide a lot of replayability and right. i mean like they they mentioned how like if you're a street kid who grew up with like drugs or not with drugs but like wow. around drugs like you could talk shop with some of the drug dealers but it's like that's just a dialogue choice that's not really an actual like mm -hmm. gameplay changing Right. Thing. Yeah, again, it's the same as in Dragon Age Origins, for example, and uh, in a way in uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, even though the beginning bit is longer in that game. Yeah. From what I heard, basically, the story will be shorter, but you will have a lot of side missions, and some of the side missions will uh, somehow change the story too. Well, that hmm. does sound interesting, yeah. That does yeah. sound pretty interesting. I don't know. I just feel like way. there's still too much in the up in the air, considering how close we are to release. Yeah, it's like Which maybe there's side quests, and maybe the side quests make it longer, or maybe the side quests change the story. I don't know. Maybe I heard that. Like I don't know. I just feel like there's too much. Yeah, there's too much like stuff that everyone kind of supposedly heard about it, uh -huh. but and there's not enough like definitive like here's what is and is not in the game. 
it's really bad when not even like they can like not even the devs can like get out the proper information that's bad that tells me that it's probably either going to be delayed or it's going to be a very bad release I guess we'll I don't find know, out soon enough. Maybe they just yeah. don't want to spoil stuff, but I don't know. I don't like. I don't even know what's in the game yet. So, right. But like, mm -hmm. you know, it would be helpful if they could at least, you know, like in a one way or another, because it sounds like to me that they don't know what they're, especially considering they're cutting so many things. You figure if they cut something else next, that would ultimately affect how the game. You know, what I mean, like, like if the game focuses on one aspect and they cut something that you know complements it, you know, that could really mess up the game. So there's yeah. a lot of things that are a little, yeah, that concerns me. Like, yeah, I, I, I remain hopeful. I, I know that they definitively said that, um, that, you know, everyone has like levels and stuff, like an RPG, and that you just do like damage RPG numbers, but do things scale, um, mm -hmm. do side mission scale, does, you know, is it just like locked in for story mission but skills for side missions like i don't think that's been answered yeah and like i don't want to be sitting there clicking like the, that meathead gang for like 60 minutes just because they're tanky is all get out like bullet sponges right i don't know that's just my personal thoughts on that though i, I am pessimistically optimistic yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, uh, one thing I saw... Such a contradictory. Go ahead. Yeah. One thing I saw online about the whole um, crunch thing, um, there's an article on um, WCCFTech.com uh, where basically they're saying that, like, uh, the vast majority of developers did support the extra workday uh, for six weeks, uh, which I guess they're, they're saying isn't even seen as a crunch due to different views on the matter in Poland. Yeah, there's this weird there's this weird systemic issue where like for some reason the the programming community is like if you don't program for fun during your free time, basically do free work, you aren't a true programmer or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's good. And also it's weird. And also, again, that that statement that the majority of uh, programmers was in favor of it contradicts with the fact that several developers of that studio have contacted or reached out to Shreya and told him there was no such vote. So, mm -hmm. yeah, when that many yeah, people—that's so. true. When that many people are are saying that it never happened or whatever like that, then yeah, that does th those numbers kind of don't match. Saying that was during the latest uh, Game Informer show. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, all I can say is that you know I hope the game is great. I hope the developers are okay. You know, so far I'm kind of really disappointed because they they've been such a like a great fan focused community. Yeah. And now it's just <clears throat> like they're constantly making these really just dumb PR mistakes. By right. just being a bad company. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's just one, you know, it's not like a whole lot of, instead of doing like working overtime, they're just, it's like an extra work day. So just delay it again. I mean, it's been delayed so much at this point. Just delay it. Yeah, make it All a Christmas right. release. Yeah, just yeah, make it a Christmas release. Yeah. yeah, that's what the article was saying was like they considered doing that, but I guess they voted and decided to work an extra day for six weeks instead for all we know that they they took the management teams 
Like they said, okay, the manager of database and graphics and just you and you, um, you're going to represent your entire department. What do you vote for? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> so like technically then they could say, hey, all the developers voted for this because the managers sort of represented them in a small council, but like the developers didn't actually know that the vote was happening in the first place. Yeah. And let's not forget that a couple of years ago when CD Projekt Red was in the in the headlines basically for crunch issues that um, a lot of people who were involved with CD Projekt Red made it sound like it was one of the worst cases of crunch. Like they basically laughed about crunch at other companies. Hmm. Yeah. I just don't... I Like, seriously, I, I will keep saying it. They really need a union or something because... Definitely. The amount of time that companies expect from them is just inhumane. Yeah. And also, I just got a, a, a report from a very reliable source who worked in the industry that, yes, the managers coming together and making the vote uh, for the particular department is totally what happened, likely. Yeah, fair enough. God. So, so yeah, that's probably what happened. All right. <laughs> Let's... Oh man! <laughs> Moving on to like... something less negative. Yes. Yeah. yes. Puppies. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Puppies. Yes. Puppies. <laughs> Avengers game dips below 1,000 players, which causes matchmaker issues. <laughs> wow. Why? It, I don't. I don't know. It's just not a popular a game, game anymore. It's boring. Wow. wow. I can't wait to tell Otaku this because he was trying to tell me that this was going to be. I kind of figured it wasn't going to be that great, aside from the fact that it has the Avengers in it, and it doesn't even have all of them, right? From what I've no, heard, from what I've heard, it's a game that has very um, impressive story for the most part, but throws in throws in some um, MMO nonsense at places that makes the game less fun to play and also forces you to be online and all that nonsense. And the multiplayer yeah. part of the game doesn't match up with the single player part at all. And there's some very strong disconnect between them and it's just uh, not fun to play and the end game sucks. So a lot of stuff that shouldn't be in a AAA title published by Square Enix. And having an Avengers game of all things where the end game sucks is kind of a crime in and of self. It really is, yeah. But that's what, that's what I was thinking. When I first heard that um, Square Enix was going to be a part of this, you know, part of the project, my number one concern was they've never really made a game like this before. Like, they're an impressive company. You know, they make great games. My concern they should was have. They should have made it a single-player experience similar to the ps4 exclusive right. spider-man game yeah they because started, again they from what i've heard the the single player component of the game is really great most of the time except for those silly missions uh, destiny style where you have to protect a certain point for a number of um Ew. yeah and especially since if matchmaking screws you over and you have to do it solo and you have bot support the enemies apparently only target you and not your teammates your ai teammates and your <laughs> ai teammates even if they stand in the right spot can't activate objectives so playing solo is basically impossible that sucks 
Yeah. Yeah, that honestly does think sound pretty awful. Yeah. And, and like, you know, I was trying to be optimistic, but I kind of figured that it wouldn't have gone too well. And it should have, but I don't know. And it I think like that it's... I... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, uh, I thought it was going to be bad for different reasons, just because of the fact that it's not the kind of game I've ever really expected Square Enix to work on. But I mean, there are also microtransactions for crappy looks and all that stuff, so they, it, yeah. it's terrible in a lot of ways, don't worry. That's and what I'm saying, I, yeah. If I remember, the Spider-Man is exclusive to only PlayStation. Yeah, good old Sony. And they had to tease him to please him, I guess. Well, that's an interesting way to put it. <laughs> I'm still not going to buy it for the PlayStation, but you know, I'm glad they tried, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, that's a real shame. I really, I really did want that to succeed, though. I, I love, you know, we've talked about it multiple times. I really love yeah. comic books, so, you know, I, I want the characters to succeed, you know? My feelings I'm of Disney and all that aside, I really do want it to succeed. I mean, Sony at this point should take a page out of Microsoft's book, because if they had released even starting at the at the spider-man game if they had released it on other console but made made it a timed exclusive they would have gotten their console sales for anyone who still didn't have that console and still wanted to get it and then they would a year later or so have made a ton of money and game sales on top so it's basically stupid to have console exclusives at this point and microsoft yeah. proves it with everything they've done and we're going to see how that plays out with the upcoming bethesda games because i don't see a way where microsoft can lose in that if oh, they yeah. make it console exclusive they're gonna have all their console sales if they make it uh, available for all platforms they're gonna have a ton of game sales and if they make it a time exclusive they can have both so yeah. Sony should basically do the same. But in this case, in the Avengers games case, I'm not even sure anymore that we're going to see Spider-Man come to the game because if the game flops before that, Never. it won't be... Yeah, exactly. It won't be relevant anymore. And to be honest, I'm afraid for if Microsoft doesn't make it uh, exclusive for console and computer, but only Game Pass exclusive. Like, you couldn't play it anyway, otherwise... Uh, any other way but buying the Game Pass. Mm -hmm. Well, thankfully, but, they said they've made a bit of a deal with Steam that they're going to come to Steam a lot. So. Uh, yeah, I hope so. Nice. Yeah. Ooh, Game Pass on That's Steam. my only yeah. hope. Yeah. Or they could just put Game Pass on Steam, like EA yeah. Play is. So. Right, yeah. right. That'd be pretty cool. I'll be down for that. Yeah, same. Yeah, same. I would, if, if Game Pass were to come to Steam, even it, if it was limited in a similar way that EA Play is, where not all the EA Play games are on Steam and not all the Game Pass games come to Steam, I would still buy it day one, basically. Yeah. yeah. Like, basically, if they put it on Steam, Epic will lose without any way to come back, basically. Like, Epic is, in my opinion, surviving mainly because of the free games. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so if you basically put Game Pass on Steam, you get a lot of games, even if it's not exactly free, but you basically... Yeah. I mean, I on Epic, you pay too with a piece of your soul every time you accept a free game, so... Yeah. Everything yeah, costs I mean, something, even if it's not always money. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, if I remember correctly, when the Epic Game Store came out, uh, what was it? Uh... 
veterans in the programming and game industry uh, deep dove into it and hacked it open and were like, hey, this is sending all kinds of data to Chinese servers everywhere. So mm, oh, yes. maybe this isn't the best thing in the world. Yeah, this is probably a terrible idea. Yeah, definitely. That's how I feel about it. Let me see. No, this, I, I'm just looking down the list, and this week is a real bummer. <laughs> um, 505 Games stops the invisible, indivisible development after Lab Zero disbands, uh, ceasing all future character guests that were unlockable and offering no refunds. Oof. Mm. Ouch. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, when Lab Zero disbanded, um, the future of Indivisible was kind of... Um, it, it was in a bad place. Um, and yeah. I wasn't very optimistic about it, but <laughs> this is the worst possible way it could go. Yeah. I really I'd wanted get to get Indivisible, too. I'm glad I didn't, though. <laughs> I just think it's really lame that 505 is like, hey, thank you for all your money, by the way. You're not getting half the content you bought. And, yeah. uh, yeah, you're not getting anything for it, so goodbye. Alright. Like, thank you for your patronage. I'll get the fuck out. Pretty much. Like, at least offer, like, an alternative, like, game key or something from, like, 505 or something. Just some, yeah. some, so, some right. goodwill. This basically yeah. screams for a class action lawsuit. Pretty much, yeah. Paid for content that was promised to you, you're not getting anything, you're not getting your money back. Yeah, you're basically, um, in the right if you sue their asses off well yeah you're entitled to something for the money you paid for even if it's not specifically what was promised you could probably put that under like a bait and switch or something like that yeah because you you were baited oh, into thinking perfect. you were getting this product and then right you, they switched it out on you right and and even if the uh, circumstances that led to you not getting it were unforeseeable by everybody that's still not your problem you, you're, you're still entitled to something if you're a paying customer yeah, it's it's like if you went to like McDonald's and you're like, hey, can I have a burger? And they're like, oh, sorry, uh, our burger chef just quit. Uh, so we took your money and you don't get your burger. So thank you. No, you get like a, the, the buns only. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Wait, it's, cute. it's cute that you think that there is a, an actual chef at McDonald's. No, I'm, it was a joke. I mean, yeah. come on. I was gonna but say, I'm, it, you know, I was just trying to make an example because yeah, fair like, enough. no, no other like store where you buy things would that be it, it, yeah. you know, possible? You can't just go to Walmart, like I said, or, or any store and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna pay you for this like uh, PS5," and they're like, "Nope, sorry, uh -huh. you don't get. Uh, we ran out of PS5s. Um, we broke up our relationship with Sony. Uh, you get a uh, a, a model of." Uh, a PS5. You don't actually get a PS5, but we still charge you $500 for it. They just sell you the it's, box. And it's worse. And it's even worse than that because basically, you're going to McDonald's ordering a burger, and you they say yes, sure, you can have it, and then you pay, and then they tell you no, you can't have it, and uh, yeah. you can't get your money back. Basically. They're not even telling you up front. Right. Yeah. Like yeah, sorry, we're out of burgers. Uh, we'll have our money back. <laughs> no, sorry, we're out of burgers. Yeah, but, but my money. We're out of burgers. Have a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think that would fly, honestly. And oh, no, yeah. it definitely wouldn't. You know, at least yeah, down I, I think that at least down honestly, my way, they, they, they would fight 
they would physically fight for that money back down my way. <laughs> I mean, rightfully so. I mean, yeah. uh, indivisible. What is like twenty five dollars? So I mean, that's not chump change. Yeah, exactly. Like, geez, at least give people like here's a voucher for like fifteen dollar game of ours. Log into our website uh, to redeem it for a Steam key or something. I don't know, just right, something right. that doesn't make you look like an utter yeah. lamo. Yeah. Because yeah, they're not going to come out of this unscathed. I think. I think this was a very bad PR move. Uh, most certainly. I can imagine well, people want principle just not helping in any way, whether it be investing money into the game, etc. I could just imagine it right now. Yeah, I just. It's not a good thing. <sighs> Yeah. Well, here is some. We actually have some positive news. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 is finally out, and the what? sales figures are so good they even surprised the CEO, Sven himself. Ooh, that's amazing and well deserved, I think. Yes, I mean, they're the reason that West Coast uh, Games, I think that's the one that owns the Baldur's Gate license and D&D. Um, yeah, that, I mean, that's the whole reason that they gave Larry and Studios the license, the IP, was because they're like, look, you guys are amazing. We made probably one of the best RPGs of the decade. <laughs> like, make us a good game too. You know, revive this. And, uh, and you know, people, like I said, like I bought it. Like, it's one of the few games that I can say, like, I trust the developers to make something really amazing. Their track record's really good, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited right. to see where they take it. Hmm. Yeah, same. Yeah. And plus, un unlike potentially Cyberpunk 2077 and uh, <laughs> um, Dragon Age Origins, at least in their previous game, and I believe they said it was going to be in Baldur's Gate 3, you could just straight up go on quest lines that would like kill people that would have been like quest givers down the road. Oh. <laughs> like uh, yeah. a friend, a friend and I were doing what we called a murder hobo run where we killed literally everyone and Jesus. i couldn't believe it because in our first playthrough where we met this one guy and we didn't kill him um because we were good guys uh the this guy's parents were killed but because we killed literally everyone <laughs> Uh, we actually got to see a different side of the game and the parents were actually alive because we had inadvertently killed the people who were going to kill them. But, but earlier on in the game. But then you killed the people Right. Yeah, actually we did, yeah. So but still yeah. <laughs> That's called the genocide run. Yes, yeah. Well yeah, in D and D it's called murder hoboing. Yeah, it's a it's a really it's a D and D specific term. It basically means you don't stay anywhere for very long, you just kill literally everything. I can imagine those parents being alive. Gadget's like, I've done a good. I must reverse this. And then just play <laughs> yes. <like> <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, that's a real meaningful choice is that if you decide to, you know Yeah. Early on, like, say, Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy these bad guys or maybe spare them or something, like now there's right. like this entire different quest line because mm -hmm. this guy's parents are alive now. That's amazing. Yeah, that, that actually reminds me of Disco Elysium, where you have so many different options of things you can do that fundamentally change what happens uh, later on in the game. And sometimes these consequences can come like 10 hours later or something like that. 
I mean, plus, just the sheer amount of ways you can play the game. I read a PC Gamer article where his entire goal was to shove as many people off cliffs as possible. (laughs) (laughs) So so he went, like, pure sneak mode, and he just, everyone who was near a cliff, he just would, like, win half the battle already, because he would sneak up on them, and then he would use the shove command and shove them off cliffs. (laughs) Sparta! Yeah, pretty much. So, like, I just... Larian has always been amazing at really creating all these crazy situations that you can get yourself into and ma- really making it feel like a D&D, like DM is watching you and sort of wondering what the player is going to do. I wonder if that would be a game for Dumas because he one day posted so many screenshots of Assassin's Creed Odyssey away, just kick people off cliffs. Yes, I remember that. You've called it his favorite, uh, the kick shotgun or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Because he had like sparks coming off his foot for some random reason, but yeah, maybe maybe like honestly, I, I think sort of like how Dungeons and Dragons is like the perfect game for pretty much literally everyone. Um, I think this game, I mean, it's sort of limited by its you know creativity due to its nature of being a video game. Yeah, there's no game master. Yeah. But still, I, I think it's possible that uh, it could really appeal to a very, very wide audience. Because people yeah. who just want to run around and fight can do that. And people want a deep story can do that. And people want to do multiple builds can do that. It's got a ton of... Inter- it sounds like it has a ton of um, interactivity, too. Which is yeah, really and nice. people who want to shove other people off cliffs <laughs> at every single uh, opportunity in Baldur's Gate 3. Hey, there's something for you there, too. It's like, what do you do? What are you doing your time off? Oh, I shove people off of edges. You know, it doesn't matter. Bridge, you know, mountaintop, you name it. Just wherever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I don't discriminate. If you're next to an edge, you're going down. Plus, I have to say that something that really gave me a lot of trust in them is that they showed off a build of their game in when it was in development, probably in August. And it was showed off by the CEO, and he kept encountering bugs, <laughs> which he, he sort of would laugh off. But it, it really built a lot of like player trust because it's like, look, he's showing off a game, and like he's running into bugs. So this isn't just some like special, prepared, perfect slice, you know, that's going to misrepresent the game like the first Watch Dogs. Like this is this is the actual game. It is buggy because it's not finished and. You know, it's uh, yeah. you know, it's gonna be fixed up, but you know, this it's not perfect. I see. Uh, that's just how I feel about that person. Because hmm. it feels sort of like being lied to when they give you like that perfect little slice of heaven. Um, yeah, I still remember the Killzone 2 trailer. Yeah, they just give you that perfect little slice of heaven, and then you actually get the game, and you're like, "What is this? This isn't what right. I was shown." But <laughs> right. like, if they're actually showing you the bugs and everything, you're like, "Well." Yeah, well, for, he's actually really showing me off the game, you know, mistakes and all. Mm. Yeah. Give you a delicious slice of what appears to be black forest cake and turns out to be just dirt with icing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dirt with icing. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good analogy. I like that one, Bubbles. Thank you. Pretty much, yeah. Cake is a lie. Don't eat it. <laughs> cake is a lie. <laughs> that's actually what led me to think of that, too. Well, in truth, the cake isn't a lie, though. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you do actually get the cake. I mean, you don't technically get it, but it isn't there. No, it's still alive. (laughs) 
it's a lie that you get to have it, but it, you know it does exist. True. I honestly wasn't ex but expecting any cake to be there. It was so obvious that it was a lie, but then there was actual cake there. Yeah. Well, I think it's like the philosophical question of, um, you know, if you're told there's a cake at the end, but you never see this cake, would you believe there's a cake? Hmm. So, like, when we learn from the other scientists in that little hidden space, and they said, like, the cake is a lie, well, I mean, I guess he would feel that way considering he never saw the cake. But since true. we saw the cake, we were like, oh, the cake isn't a lie. But to him, the cake was a lie because he never saw it. Something yeah, because he, he was he, trying to escape. How dare he? Yeah, how yeah. dare he? I mean, he, he, he should have been looking for the cake. My man had his priorities wrong, to be honest. In his favor, I got to say, Gladys isn't the most uh, reliable source. So I would have thought true. it was a lie, too. That's true. Especially when, when she becomes a potato. <laughs> That is true, but then when you read his writing as you're playing, you don't know if even he's reliable. Because he's yeah. probably gone a little crazy. That well, considering we don't know how long he had to spend with Gladys as his only companion. That's true. And a chair. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I think anyone would kind of go a little, bit of cra a little bit crazy because like Gladys oh, yeah, is though. always teasing you with things. Mm -hmm. And you're never quite sure whether or not she's being serious or not. So like, like the whole cake thing comes up like yeah. you're you're never sure if the cake is a liar line or not because she keeps giving you hints and sort of showing it to you um but she never actually shows it to you so you're never sure what you can quite trust talking about a bait and switch again yeah yes yes we are so at the end of the day you know whatever you believe is real is real i guess I yeah, mean, it really know, comes back to that. It comes back to that, I guess, philosophical argument. I think, therefore, I am. You know, if it's or the yeah. uh, African uh, say um, proverb of Ubuntu, or uh, I am how the community sees me. It's like, uh, or there's even uh, if a tree falls in the forest and no one hears it, uh, did it really fall? What you is know, the purpose you... of life? Yeah. Yeah, what I mean, it's 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 like if you don't see something does it truly exist it's like schrodinger's cat kind of thing going on yeah it, it yeah. exists in both forms until it is revealed i just find it funny that led to this think about the big bang theory what you will but penny in that show really made a good point about schrodinger's cat she said that uh in her hometown i think she was from nebraska there was once a cat in a box, and you didn't have to open the box to know that she was dead. True. It, it, it just depends on how long the cat has been in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that is the well, I mean, factor. The scientific experiment of Schrodinger's cat, though, means that you don't have any outside variables to go off yeah, of. I know I was Like, joking. you don't know how long the cat's been in there. You don't know um, who put the cat in there. There's no outside things. You just know there is a cat in the box. Right, and it might be alive, and it might be dead, right. and Schrodinger's <laughs> philosophical things is basically until you open the box, uh, it exists in both forms. Yeah, essentially the interpretation of what is actually there without knowing what's happening, before, what happened before, what's going to happen after, and what's currently happening inside of that unknown space to you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it kind of it kind of is a thing that sort of bundles into uh, multiverse theory a little bit because they're basically saying that um or at least the multiverse theorists are basically saying that uh i mean not sure maybe not schrodinger himself 
that um, there are two multiverses, you know, one where the cat's dead, one's with where the cat's alive, until you open the box and then they kind of merge into the um, oh the, yeah the the actual result. Right, it'll split off. Yeah, basically every decision or every uh, event that's happened happened slightly different, and that branches off to another like you know possibility. Yeah. Technically, there's one multiverse and two universes, but <laughs> yeah. Well, at the end of the day, it's all. A lot of it isn't isn't really provable yet, or you know, will never be provable. So it kind of goes back to the whole, you know, Schrodinger's. Uh, how do you pronounce it? The cat. Schrodinger's. The day, yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, thank you. At the end of the day, it's mostly you can only perceive what you actually see, with what you can find out as you're, you know, interpreting what you're seeing. We've only I'd say probably so one of the hardest parts of science is that a lot of this stuff could really be proven pretty easily, but you'd have to kill a whole lot of people to do it. <laughs> like, At the end of like, the day, kind of defeating the purpose and creating another philosophical question. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's why science has really become like you've got to keep it ethical because, yeah, there are a lot of experiments, especially medically that you could do but <laughs> you're straight up like gonna have to murder someone to do it yeah, i mean that's to true. to boil the cake and the cat down uh it basically all comes down to See, exactly yeah you're gonna have to harm something that you're boiling a cake and a cat down like geez like, <laughs> that poor cat manos you monster <laughs> delicious though now i was gonna say it all comes down to subjective truth yeah yeah wait how did we get here from Baldur's gate 3 Apparently cake. That's what I was asking earlier. Cake. cake that is I amazing. don't know. We're just going to roll with that one. Yeah. Cake and the um, philosophical beliefs. Uh, well, the philosophical about cake being, uh, cake about, being real or not. Yeah, the cake being alive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, life is alive. What, we should go what's to the next cake topic. in relation to Baldur's Gate 3, I wonder? I, I don't remember what cake is in relation to Baldur's Gate 3, honestly. I think there's yeah, something but about cake being there. And then that being cake a, was like... That cake was like Schrodinger's cat. It was Schrodinger's cake. Um, <laughs> to, to, to the player, we see that exists, so thus it exists. But because uh, that the Rat Man or something that hit, that that the Rat Man, yeah. first person we sort of learn about didn't see the cake, so for him it doesn't exist. In all seriousness, though, yeah, we got here because I was talking about an analogy, like you know the Black Forest cake, but it turns out to be dirty. Yeah. With ice right, right. So it's all Plubble's fault. Banned. <laughs> <laughs> right. We were so, talking about the game being shown off early and having a lot of bugs, which was a good thing. Right. Dang. And I really... mean, it, it's it's doubly good because it was early in development. I mean, all honesty isn't going to do you any good if you show off a game uh, a month prior to its release and it's full of bugs. So. Yeah, but at least they said it's going to be early access, so it's not like No Man's Sky where they're like it's gonna have this and it's gonna have that and it's gonna have this and then they release the game supposedly fully and they're like ha 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 yeah we only put about a third of that stuff in there ha 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 um, buy it anyway DLC. yeah oh yeah they, oh, that's the worst yeah may or may not come at least No Man's Sky did not go that route that's true do you want to buy a new game mechanic you can grab it <laughs> uh this Grapple the Skies for four ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, before you guys get too lost, um, I do need to actually go. I have. We're have never lost. We're <laughs> adventuring. Yeah. 
yeah. into our minds. But anyway, thank you very much for being here with us, uh, Summers, like Rose, <laughs> AI. Sounds like yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know where your mind goes. <laughs> it's okay. Why are you leaving? I see. Probably for the best. Yeah. He's leaving because he can't handle our space. <laughs> see, we're, our you know, we're true Rick and Morty fans. 300 IQ, you know, he just doesn't understand. Oh, jeez, Rick. Yeah. Oh, actually, that, that, was, that was pretty good. Computer, so have fun with that. that. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it's good right. having you. Thanks for being here. Yes. Yeah, that was actually Plubbles. That was actually a pretty good Morty impression. Oh, thank you. Like, I've, I've heard a lot of Morty impressions, and that one was actually really pretty on point. Oh, thank you. I used to practice it when I was at work because, you know, I'd stand around a lot because uh, during the nighttime, nobody's in Center City picking up electronical parts. So I would just randomly practice voices, and that's one of my favorites to do. Here's a pretty good one. Very, it's, I'm like, oh, geez, we're going to, like, close in 20 minutes. <laughs> that's so good. That's actually, like, so good. Thank I you. can't believe it. That's so good. That's, like, so spot on. <laughs> oh man what was also spot on was that uh amd 5000 cpus were announced and the leaks were correct and that Ooh. they're super powerful fantastic 20 percent plus 20 percent instructions per clock 20 percent better performance than their intel competitors in some games Sounds i don't sexy. know well, the last part isn't a surprise at this point mm. amd 20% more clocks. 20% better performance in some games. Buy it now. There you go. Oh, please, I don't know, Rick. No, no. See, you've got a see, you've got a German accent. Like maybe if that's like, like, because there are all these multiverse Mortys. Maybe if that's like German more, you know, yeah. Morty. German Morty, yeah. But Plubbles is definitely a Morty. So yeah, um, interesting enough. What I was actually kind of impressed by. And I kind of thought about this. People are talking about how expensive the new CPUs are. But honestly, I mean, the 8-core, which I bought, like, oh, man, nearly 10 years ago now, uh, was $400. And the wow. new 8-core is $450. <clears throat> so, I mean, honestly, <laughs> like, the price of the products hasn't gotten that much more expensive it's just that they offer more expensive products now right i think people aren't looking at it in that sort of regard yeah could have been much worse in terms of price right because like when i bought my oct core um that was like the best cpu they had at the time and it was 400 dollars. but now they've like broken that barrier and now they make more expensive products with more cores so of course it's going to be uh, priced higher i don't know it's just i, I feel like there's kind of like a, a sort of like i don't know a cost fallacy there and that people are just relating products based upon the the largest product and the largest price when instead they should look yeah. at the products and the um the relatable product exactly. and its relatable price yeah. based upon like 10 years ago mm. i don't know this yeah, is I how i feel about that no, i understand essentially the predecessor um it's not that much more expensive like it still is obviously because everything's going on but i understand what you're saying when you look at it from a different perspective as opposed to just looking at it as a everything costs money you kind of get a little bit of a different take on it because i mean yeah of course the best of the best can be expensive 
you should always look at relative numbers and not absolute numbers because absolute numbers aren't going to do you any good. You need the context for it. Yeah, because exactly. I don't know. I, I just remember I was reading some high, uh, some headlines as soon as they were announced, and it was like, well, there goes AMD being the cheaper option. And I was looking at it, and I'm like, but an eight core is still like four hundred dollars. It's it, it's like been ten years and it hasn't gone up in price. Right. So I don't know. That's so just my two cents on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's I I don't know. I don't get that argument that it's not the cheaper option anymore because it's not like the AMD five thousand CPUs are now suddenly the only ones they're offering. They still yeah, have the like, cheaper alternatives. Like exactly. seriously, and if AMD like priced that eight core CPU at like a thousand dollars, then I'd sort of be like, yeah, totally. I I I agree. Yeah, now they're becoming Price the top dog. Yeah. They're starting to overprice but no it's still like the same price it was like 10 years ago it's 50 dollars more and you get like more performance because it's been generations later so just because mm -hmm. they have like a bigger product doesn't mean they're not like price kings anymore of course but I, the one that thing is I me the interesting question would be if the comparable intel cpus are 20 percent cheaper Oh man, dude! Intel yeah. chips are never cheaper, man. I hate to tell everyone. Yeah, that, but... I know that's yeah. what I was getting at. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> more performance than Intel in some games, and it's not uh, twenty percent more expensive. So, it's still the cheaper. Yeah, option. I mean, geez, some of these right. like Comet Lakes are like it's like twelve hundred dollars. Yeah. Geez. There goes yeah. AMD being the cheaper option. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah, and so technically that's like you call you get twenty percent more performance for like fifty percent more price. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it just doesn't add up. It, it's basically like Intel selling a bike for five hundred dollars and AMD selling a car for a thousand dollars, and everyone saying like, "Oh, AMD is so expensive now." Yeah, pretty much. Also, yeah. funny you make that analogy because AMD actually does have licensed bicycles. Jesus nice. Christ. I didn't know that, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said it was funny that you said that, because, yeah, they actually do have licensed bicycles you can buy, and they sold out really, really fast. I'm about to say, I should buy one. I can go out biking and be like, AMD fanboy! Even though I don't yeah, and they're actually relatively priced. They were priced actually relatively affordably. So Look I was at pretty my impressed. bike. It has eight cores. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, actually, it was like a 21-speed bicycle, and considering how affordable it was, like that's, that's actually pretty good. Eat. I'm just imagining Mano actually saying on a bike, it's got eight cores. Like on the side I, of it, he actually I mean, has the card, the chip or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, just to go all in on, on that joke, I would attach a CPU to that bike. Yeah. Oh, and you got to put RGB on it. Yeah, oh, yeah of course. Yes. Otherwise, yeah. you wouldn't be a true gamer. Uh, powered by the Dynamo. Dynamo? How do we pronounce that? Dynamo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh... I just hope at the end of the day that it incites the competition, you know, AMD incites the competition to actually, like, you know, fight back by not only making better products, but more importantly, actually lowering the prices. As yeah. history has shown us. Yeah, because the healthier, the healthier competition, yeah, I know, just being optimistic, the healthier the competition, you know, I use the term loosely, healthy, the um, more reasonable they have to make the price. I mean, if there's yeah. one of something, they can not... Uh, if there's one thing that's clearly better than you know one company clearly better than everybody else they can charge you an arm and a leg because it's yes. like if you want the good shit you got to go for them 
hopefully this in the, you know this gets everybody to actually start you know charging well, yeah. less therefore more affordable uh, more affordable products well interestingly you say that because um they teased the amd 6000 series at the same event um, which oh. will be fully revealed on the 28th of october and at least from what leaks say um mm -hmm. the card performs about the same if not better than the rtx 3080 except another leak said that um amd was initially going to sell the their top card the 6900 xt for like 600 dollars but when they saw nvidia's numbers they actually priced it down to like 550 for like a better headline ah uh, so that's sexy hey, that, you know that's, yeah, i mean uh, that, that, that's that's terms, that competition is very good for the customer yeah oh yeah it always has been. but i was just saying people. like that like we can actually see like an actual example there yeah nice yeah, damn in yeah. other news, Fall Guys Season 2 came out. It is Nordic-themed and is apparently pretty fun. The minigames are pretty good, except it's sometimes hard to get them. It's it's not just exclusively Nordic-themed, though, isn't it? Is it? Because I think I saw it's, some... It's like medieval-themed. It's more medieval-themed, because you got, like, knights and vikings and... Guess, oh, yeah. That sounds cool. Middle Ages-themed, cool. I guess. I still have yet to actually buy that game. I know oh, you should, yeah. Here. Yeah, like Mano, I know. I think Mano has it, not to put anybody on the spot. Yep, I do. Nice. I, I do too, but I, I keep I keep forgetting to play with it because I don't remember that anyone has it and wants to play it. Well, mm -hmm. now that our newly opened Party Games channel is there, maybe we can uh, get a game going some one of these days. Oh, yes. Because yeah. it's available to everyone. Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully we can play something one day together. Yeah, I know. Dude, I would love yes. to. I was playing golf with friends for a while. I, I got kind of bored. But I was hoping to play with other people. Mano played, and that was fun as hell. We had like eight people, I think. Yeah, it was pretty insane. I was so sad. You guys were playing that at like 8 a.m. and I was working. And I was like, oh, man, I really wish I could play golf with friends with them. We will. Uh, at some point. Yeah. I mean, I'm... <sighs> I, I honestly have to say I don't have a lot of time to play anything on stream with anyone and I specifically make the time once a week to do this podcast because otherwise I wouldn't be able to join the voice chat at all as much as I am. Um, but once I'm done moving, like I said, in three weeks time, um, then probably a bit more until I'm settled in. I will be more available and we will play more party games. Hooray! Oh boy! Yeah. It's gonna get good. I hope we can get another Jackbox because those were the best. Oh yeah. yeah, that was fun. But on that note, we'll also have to play Among Us, definitely. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. TFX is the alien. He's from the Greylock. From start. <laughs> it, it would be poetic if the very beginning of the game, the very first time we play, he's gray. It would be beautiful. <laughs> I would love that. Uh, I would the new Jackbox, Jackbox 7, is coming out on October 8th, 15th. And guess what? It's got a Devils in the Details game. Oh, I see. So. I told you we're gaining traction. Exactly, yeah. We're even included in the latest Jackbox. Yeah, even Jackbox is like, these people, got it, let's do it. Exactly, yeah. 
Uh, the Steam Autumn Game Festival is underway, and the top downloaded game is called Party Animals, which is sort of a mixture of Gang Beasts mm-hmm. and also mini games. So I see. It seems like recently there's been a real multiplayer game fad. Like the industry just doesn't know what it wants to be right now because we had like RTS games were the fad, and then it was like MOBAs, then it was like the Fortnite. Uh, battle royales but now it just doesn't quite know what it wants to sit on these days money they want to sell money (laughs) well of course they do but it's just like yeah i understand where you're coming from i noticed that a lot of the games that are coming out are just pretty much worked off of the games that were already popular before you know what i mean and they're trying to like that happens every time i mean we're gonna get so many um uh, fall guys clones and among us clones in the coming right. months and years yeah, yeah. i don't I, I don't argue that i just remember one time you know i say one time i'm talking about when i was like in high school middle school where like there was more diversity like there was a little bit more originality going on doesn't necessarily mean that this is bad i just wish that uh you know people with the developers would stop trying to do what they know will make money and try to do something that's actually different and fun and unique. I think that's really you have to go into the, the indie game space for that because a lot of the big companies these days, yeah, uh, that's like a financial like burden yeah, that they don't really want to take. No, I mean, I, if you want to change the way that um, the big publishers do it, then you have to stop. Or rather, you, you have to make all the people stop paying them to do it so, because right now yeah. they have all the incentive to do it like that exactly and that's where i stand like i don't really buy i mostly play indie games like i really don't buy anything and it's not on purpose it's just you know it doesn't interest me mostly How like dare i would you. not play i know i'm terrible like i would not play among <laughs> us if you guys wouldn't play with me if it was just me not not interested at all <laughs> i mean but you can't play it solo so uh, you know what i mean i wouldn't even play at random people you know what i mean i would only play yeah, no, no. yeah i get it yeah. Mm-hmm. Talking about the Steam Autumn Game Festival, I saw a game that might be interesting for you, Gadget Guy, because mm-hmm. there's a game called Fights in Tight Spaces. It looks like a stickman fight, but I, it also I did a... try... yeah, I tried that. It was pretty good. Although it reminded me some... a lot of Elemental Abyss, that game that you got from the Steam Curator. Yeah, <laughs> it was honestly it was pretty good, but I definitely think it needs some more polishing because the, the cards just don't feel super diverse. From, yeah. when, from the demo I played. like, Is it an mm. early access game that got a demo or is it a full release? I I don't honestly know. It's just like like with that Elemental Abyss game and like if we want to talk about another uh, card-based uh, title game. Um, I don't know. Let's go with another card game. Like uh, Slay the Spire. Like If you get a new card, you know it's going to be pretty wacky because it'll fit with the same theme. But like all the cards, be- because it's uh, uh, supposed to be, you know, realistic, like fighting simulator thingy. Um, like there's only like one combo mechanic thing that really changes things up. So I don't know. There's just wasn't a lot of diversity. I was kind of like wondering if this game would actually do anything new. Ah, oh, that's a shame. Because from what I've played so far, it's kind of samey. Yeah, I see. Makes sense. You've got paths to choose and. I mean, it's kind of cool that there are optional objectives, which aren't super huge thing in in these uh, in card battlers. But a lot of the times, I found they aren't like if you don't want to die, they aren't super achievable. 
and like the cards, like the animations are great and the mechanics are great, but it's just too samey. I see. Well, I, I I saw the game today, earlier today, before we started recording, and with the aesthetic of those tight spaces, those small rooms, and those tiles that you move on, it reminded me a lot of Elemental Abyss, which is why I thought of you. Yeah. Um, I mean, Elemental Abyss was really carried by its whole like um, uh, green, blue, red spaces because you got like different effects based upon which one you like landed on last and which ones you traveled on. But there was none of that. So like it, like this mechanics are really solid and I, it's fun to play. I just don't see a lot of longevity from it. Yeah, fair enough. Like Elemental Abyss, it's like, oh man, that was so much fun. Elemental Abyss kind of looks to me like it was more of a at least in terms of movement and and unit placement it was more of a puzzle in a way it was really yeah it was definitely more of a puzzle well, it's pretty it's the fun. game that we got a review from right yeah exactly oh, yeah. we yeah, had yeah, an, yeah. we had another copy of that and sadly we forgot to add time to that offer so it expired shape yeah <laughs> We call yourselves ridiculous. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Ludicrous, I say. Ludicrous. Blasphemy. <laughs> Even better. True. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11 Combat Pack 2 was just announced. It comes with Melina, some other guy, and Rambo. Rain. 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 Oh, Rain. Yeah. So, Rain is amazing. Someone no one cares about, Melina and Rambo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rambo doesn't disappoint me. But kind of surprises me. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather Predator, honestly. Like, I want Voiced Alien and Predator. Sylvester Stallone Sil himself. Yeah, they actually got Sylvester Stallone to voice him, which, which is, is pretty cool. Fucking epic. Oh, I see, so you're not gonna understand anything he says. <laughs> I'm, I'm your worst nightmare. We're gonna get these guys. Sylvester Stallone. Words. Yeah, I don't know why he's got what, what kind of accent he's got, or if he's a lisp or something. But yeah, he's, he's got a really unique talking style. But uh, it's really hard to understand. So if you want to get Mortal Kombat 11 Combat Pack 2, make sure to turn on subtitles. Yeah, probably. Be funny if it's so bad if the subtitles just say question mark question mark question mark. <laughs> that would like, be pretty even, bad. They don't even try like say what he's saying. It's just we don't know. I mean, I can't wait for him for the fight between him and uh, Terminator. Yeah, that'd be yeah. pretty awesome, honestly. That's what Otaku was saying, because like I didn't even think of it. He he she showed me the video, and he's like, "You know what this means, Pleb?" I'm like, "What?" He goes, "This means we can have a true Schwarzenegger versus Rambo." So you know, I'm like, "Yes, can't wait." <laughs> I want them to bring back like Alien and Predator. Yeah, it's yeah. a shame they were really cool. It's a shame that some of these amazing guest characters get split up over various different titles and never get to face off against each other. I mean, yeah. what uh, in in Mortal Kombat Nine it was Freddy, and in Mortal Kombat X it was Jason Voorhees, and you couldn't do Freddy versus Jason because of that. Yeah. Plus, uh, Mortal Kombat X was uh, Alien from Alien. Well, yeah, it got Alien and the Predator. That was a good thing, but that was pretty cool. The, the, the bad thing was, again, like having one character in the one game and another in, in the follow-up, and you couldn't have them interact. Yeah, but... Just like, I, I would love to have a match between 
Freddy and Jason. Here's hoping, maybe. I mean, the game is pretty popular and is becoming like one of the biggest. Um, I, I think that's the last fighting DLC. games. I think that's the last one. Oh, that'd be unfortunate. Since they have the ultimate edition now, I think they'll add more DLC. And it would be so, relatively speaking, so easy to port characters over because the engine is the same and there aren't that many changes that have been made. I mean, the models are there, the 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 textures are there, all the assets are there, and the animation is the problem. The animations are there too, but they have to be slightly adjusted. But it's not like building a new character from the ground up, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I yeah. think they'll people won't like that. Make copy and paste from Mortal Kombat X to this one. They'll just Why not? make it a free DLC. Ooh. I mean, like people just say they're too lazy to think of new stuff. Even back when Injustice 2 came out, I was so disappointed at the amount of stages in that game. And it would have been fairly easy to port over stages from Injustice. And um, again, I was really disappointed. I would have paid for that DLC, even if it was just copy-pasted. So, yeah, I don't know. And again, uh, having those matchups um, is probably worth something for a lot of people as well. Even if they I mean, yeah. for something that has been developed for another game that they already paid for. No, yeah, I've got RoboCop versus um, versus Rambo versus uh, <laughs> Terminator. So, yeah, if they basically went the Smash route, that would be amazing. Just like you know, Dude, why not? Can all you, fighting games just go the Smash route, please? Yeah, please. like yeah, yeah, you why not? You why not? What's that? You come on over here. Yeah, let's bring everyone in. Like seriously, right? Whole combats, battle royale. By the time you're done, you'll look at the picture of the roster and be like. Wow, if you told me in 2011 this would be true, I think it's a shitpost. <laughs> Basically a Mugen I, game. Mugen, yeah, yeah, I mean, what, oh, if I remember correctly, what was it? Uh, Smash Bros, after it gets all the DLC, will have like 108 unique characters. Yeah. Or something like I that. Guess that's pretty close to the Dragon Ball Z fighting game, Budokai Tenkaichi 3. Which oh, okay, nothing, nothing gets close to Budokai Tenkaichi. Yeah, yeah, they had they had legitimately Another... like 320. Like that was a big advertising thing. We brought all of the characters back, every single one from like every previous game ever. Mm -hmm. So I mean, yeah. that one was pretty ambitious. I thought it was 120. I have no idea. I just remember there were a whole lot of them. Yeah, I remember I played as the character. I still don't know what his name is. He has like a uh, he has like a pitchfork. He has the ability to kill anybody that has like evil on their heart or something. Oh yeah, that's, that's that devil character from the very first Dragon Ball. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, 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 that's one of the reasons I liked the game because there were so many characters that you know even if I was familiar with Dragon Ball, which I'm not, Z I'm more familiar with. Playing that, I would have been like, even if I did know, I'd still be still be impressed. Like they they put everyone in there. Yeah. Different like versions of them too. Yeah, including someone like Tao Pai Pai and something, someone like that. Yeah. According to the uh, the wiki page, uh, Budokai Tenkaichi 3 features 161 characters. Yeah, um, I have a more specific uh, number in front of me, or rather two numbers. Tenkaichi 3 features 98 characters in 161 forms. Yeah. Oh, okay. But that's yeah. not counting the, uh, that's not the biggest roster for a fighting game, though. Finally enough, Akira Toriyama helped design uh, the PlayStation 
War- PlayStation 1 game? Yeah, PlayStation 1 game called Tobal 2, which it has the largest roster of 200 playable characters. Wow. Yeah, that is a lot. Even if you consider all the transformations, the fusions, et cetera, et cetera, and uh, Budokai Tenkaichi 3, that is that is a hefty amount. Were they all unique, though? <laughs> to some degrees, yeah. There were some, some moves that you would see on several different characters that you would always recognize because they were shared between characters just because it was impossible to give everyone a completely unique moveset. But those uh, signature moves and all that stuff, there are a lot of signature moves in the anime, and those were uh, there, of course. So. Oh, yeah, no, because uh, I was actually... Somewhat, referring... but not entirely unique. Oh, it was. Okay. It kind of uh, reminded me of, uh, and is why I was so happy with uh, Dragon Ball Fusions on the 3DS, because uh, it was a game all about all these different forms and fusions you could get, but it also included a lot of like those uh, fan um, transformation yeah. fusions that you know was, that came up. It was basically, in a way, a Pokemon game because you collect all oh, these characters that you can fuse your own characters to. And it was glorious. I love that game. I wish it was longer. I beat it in yeah. like 20, 20 hours uh, or yeah, hours. I love it. I, I still have it. Yeah, it's it's absolutely amazing. Uh, Cyberpunk and Bug Snacks have gone gold. Whatever that means. Yeah, I, I was wondering. I was wondering the same thing because they aren't out yet. But I guess the pre-orders made them gold? I guess so. I would have thought that uh, Cyberpunk would have gone gold a long time ago. Yeah, same. I mean, geez, like, like how little is Cyberpunk selling if it's gone gold and then Bug Snacks, which was like just announced like two weeks ago, went gold like yesterday. That's not good sales numbers. It's kind of insane. I mean, it, it has gone gold. That is good sales numbers. But in relation, yeah, I see what you mean. I mean, a game called Bug Snacks about insectoid fruits is at apparently the same milestone. Sounds <laughs> so, yeah, so, that, uh, that, that, that doesn't make the, the sales bad, though. That just means that people are insane for buying Bug Snacks and such huge amounts. <laughs> Watch Bug Snacks will come out and get like a nine, out, like a ten out of ten, and then Cyberpunk comes out, and it's like three out of ten, and all the Bug Snacks again, people will be like, again, I wouldn't uh, be surprised uh, if Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven turns out to be a please. bigger expo- disappointment than people expect. It's gonna be the yeah. next Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem forever, yeah. Hi, Ty, by the way. I'm sorry uh, to interrupt the conversation, but I just had to point that out. No, yeah, yeah, Duke Nukem forever. What is it? it took like fourteen years, years to come out. Ten. Yeah, 10 years. It was in development for 10 years. Hey, guess what? Guess how old Cyberpunk 2077 is? 10 years! <laughs> hey! <laughs> Yay! Is, is that like the disappointment uh, number? It's like if the game has been in development for 10 years, you're like, you should just give up on it because it's going to be terrible. There are a few friends of mine that says, no, CG Project Red can make a good game. I'm like, okay. Alright, fine. I'll trust you guys on that. Like... If the game is good, I'll buy it, but I'm expecting it to be something in the lines of Duke Nukem. And if, if CG Project Red fucks this game up, then their career is destroyed. They can't recover from that. Yeah, I mean, between the PR nightmare and then if it's not actually a good game and it took them 10 years, like, oh, that is not going to be good for them. Well, the campaign's only going to be like four hours long. That's what it's going to be like. Mm. <laughs> I but mean, you talk- can. 
talking about long development times, uh, Final Fantasy 15, which was originally announced as uh, Final Fantasy Versus 13, was announced way back in May of 2006 and was released in uh, November of 2016. So it's more than 10 years for that game too. Although that game was pretty much pretty well liked from what I'm aware. Yeah. Well, it, it was pretty well received and it was a, a great game for the first two thirds. Okay. And the final like not so much. Oh. Mm. Plus, plus one of the one of the big issues with Final Fantasy 15 is that if you want to get the full story, you also have to watch the anime, the six episodes, and the animated uh, the the CGI movie Kingsclave, and yeah. you also have to read a novel, and there are some mangas, I believe. Mm. Oh, I really don't like I when they do that because, like, what is it? Um, like Avatar: The Last Airbender. Like the last episode isn't really the finale, then they finish it off in comics. It's like, I wanted to know what happened with Zuko's mom. I didn't want to have to buy comic books to find out what happens. Yeah, I mean, basically they had wrapped up the show and then later decided to tell more chapters and didn't get the funding for making another chapter for the show, I think, because it had wrapped up. So it wasn't like they planned in advance to split it up right. like that, from what yeah. I know. Yeah, from my yeah. understanding, they decided at the last minute that they did actually want to continue it, but they wouldn't be able to as it was already, you know, considered done. Yeah, so the, show, the show was really, uh, renewed by the by the people who funded it, basically. In yeah. the epilogue for that one. Yeah, and in, in Final Fantasy XV's case, it was a bit different because, well, we've developed this game for 10 years now. Um, let's just put it out and deliver whatever is missing in different formats. It was it was basically decided before the release of the game, before the game was finished, that they would split it up like that. And I mean, you can play the game and have... an have a story and it works on its own but it works a lot less good than if you consume all the mediums mm -hmm. any of you actually see the movie Exclave? no yeah i have it on on blu-ray oh nice yeah because i've seen it i just don't remember any of it i saw it with it, it's, it's basically <laughs> since since the graphics have come a very long way it's basically a very long final fantasy 15 cutscene that was cut from the game it's bad I mean, I, I did, I, I did like it, but I don't know. It wasn't too memorable for me. But I, I don't know if that's because I never played Final Fantasy 15 either. Oh, wait, 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 which one are you talking about? Final Fantasy 15 King's Glaive. We're uh, talking about uh, Legends. Uh, I thought we were talking about the mind. Last Airbender, since we're talking about the Last Airbender. Hmm. Uh, I thought we were talking about the uh, other, the other movie. What's it called? Yeah, which has uh, nothing to do with Final Fantasy. Oh, uh, <laughs> you're talking about the spirits within. Yeah. Ooh, oh, that's, that's so old, though. Yeah, good. that's a bad good one. Man. That is a pretty bad one. It's from 2001, and it has literally nothing to do with Final Fantasy. Yeah, that's true. It's basically um, yeah. ghosts on Mars or something like that. <laughs> Wait, are you talking about Spirit Tidaway? No, the Spirits Within. Final Fantasy, the Spirits Within. It's oh, a CG. Yeah, that movie. one was weird. It, I, I think it was uh, one of the very first movies that was done completely in CGI. Oh, uh, okay. About to say, because if you were going to say Spirited Away was bad, it, my feelings would have been hurt. Yeah, and Justin would shit on you too. I haven't <laughs> seen the movie, and I, I would disagree on that. I have not seen Spirited Away yet. But I haven't meaning to. 
Yeah, it's a good movie. But the only the only Hiyazaki movie I've officially seen is Howl's Moving Castle, and I love That's that. That's a great one. That one is pretty good. I still so. need to watch others. <clears throat> to um to give you an idea of how bad Final Fantasy The Spirits Within was, um the budget for making the movie was one hundred and thirty seven million US dollar and the box office was eighty five point one million US dollar. So it didn't even get close to making its budget back. Wow. Couldn't be worse. If you think that you have to basically round about double the budget because there are advertisement costs and all that, that was a very, very bad financial flop. Oh, yeah, they're yeah, probably still worse. Couldn't be worse. It got 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. Too much. That's pretty high, honestly. No, uh, critic score. Critics usually rate movies much higher than the audience. Yeah. Uh, and always. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I agree. Steam now has chat filtering. Okay, I've seen that in Team Fortress 2 as well, and I had to turn that off because I'm like one of those guys that prefers it to have like be like all my stuff to be uncensored. I did just, I'm in that state where I just like don't care what people really have to say. So, and I don't F like it. That filtering in this context means uh, censoring, basically. Yeah. Yes. Filtering all the bad words. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I turn that off in any game that has it. Because not not only do I like to to get all the words, no matter how bad they are, and I use swear words myself and all that, but also most of the times I've seen chat filters like that, they are somewhat unreliable because you have a name or a long word and part of that is recognized as a swear word and then the whole world is word is filtered out or something like that it's terrible yeah um golf golf with uh, golf with your friends actually um i don't know if it's i'm not sure if i should say it but c-o-n-n-e like i typed in disconnected and every other word was fine but c-o-n-n-e put together it filters is a bad word i'm not even sure what that is to be honest even if you write hello so hello yeah. Will be no, which I understand. Also. I'm just, yeah, but I'm just saying, like a word like that. So I'm, you know what I mean. I don't like them because they they do things like that. Like I yeah. wouldn't even know what that word. I don't even know if that's an insult. I don't know if that's like I don't know. Private yeah, if it's, parts in if, it, if it's surrounded by other letters and not by spaces and it's basically part of a word, it shouldn't be filtered by default. Yeah. So that's, that's one, one of the, of the worst offenders. But in some cases, even if the game doesn't know what you're talking about. Like, for example, if I talk in German in a game and the game was coded by Americans or whatever, and I say yeah. basically the equ equivalent of yep. So um, uh, um, a loose term, to, a loose way to say yes. In, in German, you would say yep, which is spelled J-A-P, and you can see how that would get filtered out, but yeah, it doesn't make yeah. sense in German chat, so <laughs> I hate I hate chat filters. I agree. I was just pointing out my thing because I'm not even sure what that word means. Like, that's nuts. Yeah, me neither. And talking about chat filters, um, something like Genshin Impact, for example, which we talked about a lot recently, um, that game actually filters out the words China and Kong because you could say Hong Kong. Oh, also Tiananmen, of course. Yeah, of course. Hey, got to got to appeal to the Chinese audience somehow. You know, they they, they they got they got offended over some VTuber saying that Taiwan was a separate country from China or something like that. Yeah, Unfortunately, maybe it, was, maybe it was Taiwan that was 
banned in that game. From from what I'm aware, uh, Genshin Impact is a game from China. So unfortunately, I'm sure the developers are under the pressure of the you know government. Like on one hand, well, yeah. the government's super pleased that they're making a ton of money, but on the other hand, they still have to follow the rules if they want to release it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the developers' fault or anything like that, but um, no, yeah. it, it still. Sucks I just wanted to clarify. Yeah. It was just a perfect care. example of of why I hate chat filters in general. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fair enough. Like, don't you dare slander your home country. If you want to say King Kong and Kong is filtered out because of Hong Kong, uh, that's one of those examples where the chat filter doesn't do what it's supposed to. Yeah, yeah. and the best part is an English speaker like me, if I did not type in the word Kong and wasn't aware that it was uh, censored, I would assume somebody in chat was saying King shit. Or something yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Kong's not an actively blocked word in chat filters. So, yeah, they, they have to learn the rules of the chat filters, too. King fuck. <laughs> well, yeah, king fuck, that, too. That's pretty good. That's honest, That's pretty good. I like that one. Oh, I hadn't thought about it that way. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's real good. Um, yeah, that actually kind of, like, reminds me. Oh, sorry, Gadget. What were you saying? No, go ahead. Okay. Because I'm, like, I'm wondering, because, like, I don't know, if, I think you guys saw the gameplay trailer for this when I showed it. But, um, I want to know how they're going to do the Black Myth Wukong game, since I know, um, the people that are developing that game are X Tencent members, and I want to know how they're going to handle that. Yeah, I saw the trailer, and we talked about it one episode. It's a very promising game. I'm looking forward to that one. I'm more hyped for Black Myth Wukong than I am for Cyberpunk 2077. So yeah, I like honestly, I thought it was so cool how like he beat a mini boss and then you like get the power of the mini boss and add it to your transformations. Yeah, that was so cool. And there was all kinds of combos you could do. Man, that game looks really good. I really hope it lives up to uh, that trailer that they showed off. And it was also impressive too because at first it was a team of just thirteen developers who like built that thing. Oh, wow, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, that is actually really impressive. That, that is like ridiculous. I'm like thirteen. Oh my gosh. Of 13 developers made that? Like, like the hair you... physics on that thing alone was like Sony levels, let alone 13 people. And and they're X, they're X Tencent members. Like they, they want to make their own kind of game. They don't want, you know, Tencent to control what they're, they, they do. Honestly, Tencent ruins pretty much every game they get their hands on. So I can understand why they left. Ah, it's understandable. It, it's, it, turned to thir it turned to 13 developers to 40 developers because they hired That's some good. new ones. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, to me, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think Black Myth is going to be... I, I think I'm getting some very big Sekrio vibes in terms of difficulty. Mm -hmm. Because that's what it's looking like. Yeah, me. it looks like some fights in that game can be very tough. And it looks like, I'm... in in terms of combat, it seems to be uh, another Souls-like. But it seems to be one that is very well done. I mean, that boss in Black Myth that they showed off, I mean, the developer created it and he still almost died to it. You mean that wolf? Yeah, that giant wolf thing. Yeah. We didn't even see his health bar. He was panicking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know it's a tough game when even the developer is starting to panic because they're, they're losing. Yeah. And the, the thing is, is when I am when I see uh, Black Myth Wukong and I look at the Monkey King, uh, all, some of his abilities vaguely they remind me of the hero in dota 2 called monkey king because he's based off of the legend of the uh, monkey king thing in china mythology 
and he has yeah. many abilities similar to the Monkey King in that story. So when when I'm looking at the Black Myth Wukong thing, I'm like, I, I can remember some of his moves just remind me of the hero because the hero is based off of the legend. Yeah, and like the he, he had that hair move where he can create clones. Yeah, that that was his uh, his ultimate in Dota two, and that just yeah. reminds. That just pictures me using his ultimate, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's it's based off the off of the same legend of the journey to the West uh, story from China, and um, we've seen a lot of iterations of that character. I mean, Goku from Dragon Ball is one of them. Yeah. And there are bound to be some similarities between all of them. I mean, that um, ability of his to create clones of himself by using his hair was also featured in. Um, what was it called? Forbidden Kingdom, the movie. What a good movie! Yes. Love it. With Jet Li and Jackie Chan, I love that movie too. Yeah, I mean, a, movie. a lot of a lot of people um, don't seem to like it for some reason, but I enjoyed it very much. And I was I was also going to say um, there's a reason why Black Myth has a colon and then Wukong. Because they are actually planning, from from what I've heard, at least to release other Black Myth games based on other myths. And I'm, I mean, for now, I'm looking forward to playing Black Myth Wukong, but I'm also looking forward and I'm kind of anxious to find out what other myths they're going to focus on next. Japanese uh, mythology? If they, if they focus on Japanese mythology, that'd be fucking great. Well, I mean... Yeah, they, they could do that. Darker take. Like, I mean, myth mythology in general is such a treasure trove of great stories and characters. They they, they could go anyway. They could go North mytho mythology because that has been very popular recently. They could go Greek mythology. They, basically, whatever they do, if they deliver the same level of quality and research into the character, I'm I'm down for it. I'd really love if they did like a series on. Um mythological characters who are tricksters oh. like they start off with wukong and then we get like loki. a loki and we get yeah. like a, then we get like a hermes or something like that but yeah i think that'd be really cool because like loki is often a really supporting character so i'd love to be able to play him and like really delve deep into his lore because he's in like the marvel movies but it, it's not really the same lore and he's not really like he's more of a side character so yeah yeah um so green hell amazonia expansion should be out pretty soon um i actually just bought it today <laughs> mano says someone who has reviewed green hell are you looking forward to amazonia yeah definitely i'm looking forward to it very much but the thing is um you say it's going to be out pretty soon um the first part is going to be out pretty soon because it's split in three parts oh right i forgot i was split up yeah yeah but um it's the, the reason they gave for it in the announcement was uh, basically, yes, it's that big. So I'm expecting it That's to be... That's what she said. <laughs> or he said, I don't know. I don't so know. I'm expecting each part to be basically a mini add-on in its own right. So That'd be cool. I think it's I'm, free, isn't it? Um, TFX just said he bought it. So Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I thought it was a free add-on. I didn't realize that it was paid. I think I've seen that DLC or expansion, whatever it is, it's free. Oh, okay. It says the developers have, like, uh, they're well respected, you know? I mean, if they say oh, okay. it's, if they didn't say if it's paid, then it's not paid. It's free. Okay. Oh, you mean you bought Green Hell? 
Yeah. Uh, okay, I, I, yeah, was so I was wondering how you bought the, the DLC because I thought it was a free expansion as well. Yeah, so it is a free game. Um, a free, not free, free game, expansion. free expansion for a big game. <laughs> Uh, and our last topic uh, for today is uh, Crucible. The Amazon FPS is dead. <laughs> big oof. Yeah, maybe, but not a big surprise. Do we even get a chance to play it? At least Lawbreakers <laughs> was like one month free, then they removed it. I don't actually even know what it is. No, Lawbreakers, I believe, is still on PC. But I, I, it's sad because I'd actually love to play Lawbreakers. It actually looked really fun. What is Crucible, though? It was Amazon's FPS. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Yeah, it's dead now. So. <laughs> the no need to worry about it. Why Crucible is then? Yeah. I think I downloaded it at some point. It would be interesting to see if I still have it. Yeah, it came out on Steam, uh, and it did so badly they put it back into beta apparently. Oh wow! And then I guess they just gave up on it and killed it, and shifted Ooh. focus over to their MMO called New World. <laughs> I watched that be even a bigger flop than ever. Yeah, I, about, I was yeah. about to say, not to interrupt, but yeah, is that going to be, does it look bad or? I played it I, actually. I, um, there's an NDA clause, so I can't talk about it much, but um, from what I've played, and sadly I was invited to the closed beta when uh, half of the beta period has already passed, so I couldn't play it that much. But from what I've seen so far, it didn't actually look that bad. It reminded me a bit, especially the beginning and uh, the the intro and where you start and how you start and who you are. It reminded me a bit of Risen, that uh, game hmm. by Piranha Bytes that was basically the follow-up to Gothic. Oh. Perhaps one of the problems that Amazon has as a game development studio is, like, the game doesn't have to be successful for them to be survived. Yeah, that's a fair point. So, so they, they don't, don't have to bring they, the A game. Right. Yeah, they just are like, eh, we'll kill it. Maybe the next one we we make will be good. So it's like, <laughs> well, I mean, going with that it. attitude, are you going to make anything good ever? Who knows? Right? Are you going to make anything at all? <laughs> you know what oh, I yeah, mean? Oh yeah, they're just gonna they're just gonna keep pumping games out, and they're just gonna hope one of them is like Among Us or something. Are you Among Us? Because uh, they're just so big that like they're like right. whatever, we'll just we'll just write it off. I could imagine them genre hopping back and forth, you know what I mean? Until they find yeah. a genre that, like, or just a game in general that sticks, and then they try to work on the genre. And then I imagine them still failing with, you know, one of them anyway. Yeah, yeah like I said, they're, they're just going to keep game hopping until they get a hit like Among Us or something like that. I mean, I, I got to be honest, I really hope that New World is going to succeed. Because, um, like I said, I didn't play too much, and um, it might be a huge disappointment, but there were some details in there, some tiny details, and sometimes those are what make all the difference, um, that I really enjoyed. Like, for example, the character creation um, is basically seamlessly integrated into the intro, because you have the intro and it, the camera pans, out, pans in on a ship at, uh, at night on the stormy sea, and the camera goes into the cabin, and there's your character, and then you get to design him and name him or her, and then oh. the intro takes off from there and continues, and that was pretty amazing. And also, it's it's an MMO, but also, like I said, a bit like um, Risen. But once you, uh, whenever you open your inventory, your character will actually kneel down and 
shuffle around in his backpack and something like that. So little details in there that I really enjoyed. That's pretty cool. And then if that flops, they can work on their next game that's going to be a roguelike. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it does sound promising the way you're describing it. Because you're right, it's the details that make all the difference. Uh, dare I say it's the devils in the detail? Hashtag well, uh, Oh, God. <laughs> the devil yeah. is in the detail. Or should I say the devils are in the detail? The angels are not in the detail. Yeah. That was bad. <laughs> Yeah, hashtag shameless plug, hashtag bad pun. Very bad pun. (laughs) Yeah, well, we're close to the end. I think uh, I got to get my uh, terrible puns out of me in some way, right? Dad puns. Oh, dad puns. Daddy plebins. (laughs) Now I'm I'm not that old, or am I? No, it's okay. We got got daddy plebins and granddaddy manos. Fair enough. (laughs) Oh my. Well, that has been our podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Rate us on Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts. Subscribe with your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Twitter at DITD underscore reviews. If you have any thoughts about any of the topics, feel free to tweet us or you can find our email in the link tree found in the description or at linktr dot ee forward slash DITD. This has been a production of the Devils in the Detail Steam Curator. Our Discord group is discord.com forward slash invite forward slash capital M C capital G P X C capital U. So if you want to join us, definitely put in that link. If you want to support us and get a cool shout out like the people at the beginning of this podcast who are Hell Knight Cookies and Demon Yorg, uh, go to patreon.com forward slash DITD to support us. Thank you so much for listening, and until the devils are summoned again.